This episode is brought to you by Farm Bureau Financial Services, Zach Miller Agency. If you're looking for an insurance agent with a personal touch, someone willing to have the real conversations about what's important to you, assistance with submitting claims and offering quality coverage options, Farm Bureau Financial Services, Zach Miller Agency may be the place for you. Whether you need home, auto, farm, commercial, life, or health insurance, we're here for you. Check us out at agentzachmiller.com. Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Western Agriculture Insurance Company. My next guest is the owner of Myeline Piedmontese Beef. He has served on many boards and is your mayor of Norfolk, Nebraska. Josh, thanks for making time to be here today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm Zach Miller with my co-host Vance Knighting. Thanks for joining us. And we got special guest Andrew McCarthy here today. Hi. How's How it are going? You? Good, good. Good. And we are touching base with Josh Moaning. So, Josh, I, I didn't know this was all about me. I thought I thought Andrew was uh, was we part of to, this too. We might talk. He's a already been on. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, already been on. Okay. We've, we've had. They've, they've learned about news. me. Yeah. I've, already, I've, already, I've already grilled okay. him enough. So. Right. Okay. We might still do it today. We'll see. But uh, so, I mean, I'm sure people know, but just for reference, early days, you grew up in Northeast Nebraska. I did. Yes. Outside of Battle Creek. Outside of Battle yeah. Creek. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. My dad uh, owned, it was called Two Town Veterinary Clinic uh, at the time. I had clinics in Battle Creek and Madison and grew up right outside the vet clinic uh, there in Battle Creek. And uh, yeah, when you grow up a vet's kids, you, kid, you see a lot of different things. So right. it was an interesting childhood. I didn't realize that. So I learned something new already. We're just yeah. getting in. Yeah. So you, um, you grew up, to, uh, I think my dad explained to me one time, you grew up in the house right to the south of the clinic right there? Yeah. And yep, the clinic right. was originally in the house, right? Or around, part of the clinic was in the house? I don't remember. Well, it was always, like there connected. was always stuff there. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, was a, there was a separation. The clinic was separate okay. uh, from the house, but r- literally right there about, <laughs> about 50 yards away. Um, less than that. Uh, and, and, and there was always vet stuff at the house. Yeah. So, yeah. When right. did he move to the farm to the south? Gosh. Because uh, that's where I remember Larry living the whole, yeah. the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I was, uh, I was about eighth grade, I think. So oh. that would have been early 90s, 92, 93. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up uh, around the vet? Area. Yeah, yeah. Well, we took in a lot of strays. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, there were always dogs and cats that people would leave at the at the clinic, thinking that somebody's just going to take care of them, right? right? So that that was uh, that was the source of most of our uh, household pets. And of course, you know, being a farm family, none of the pets could be inside. You never had a dog or a cat inside, right? And so that stayed with me. I've uh, never had today. a dog in the house. And uh, still but, can't. Yeah, do it. it's weird. It's foreign. Um, I remember, not to get too off topic, but okay? we, had, we had a dog named, this was a stray, a mutt dog. It was a German shepherd, like spaniel cross, um, named Spanky uh, that uh, <laughs> we, took, we took in. And it was a snowstorm, dead of winter. Uh, I remember being a kid, my little sister's seen Spanky lying next to the window down in the basement outside with probably a, a foot of snow on top of him. And we said, Dad, can we just can't we just let him in the garage? You know, it's, it's really cool. It's like yeah, he's he's fine. That that snow is actually a blanket on top yeah, right. of it. Well insulated. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, no, it was a it was a great childhood. I I think I've visited most of the farms in Madison County once or twice. I'm sure. Um, and it was interesting to see today how 
the agricultural landscape has changed. Even at that time, when I was a kid, yeah. um, there were more diversified farms. There were uh, smaller farms that had a, a mix of, you know, some some cattle, maybe some breeding stock, breeding stock, uh, some fed cattle, some hogs, um, even chickens. You know, it's, but it's changed today. It's, as right. you guys know, it's gotten a lot more consolidated. So his vet business was it a farm animals too? Then I'm assuming. Oh yeah, it okay. was. It was primarily large animal. That's right. what I figured. Mm-hmm. Okay, just yep. wanted to make yep. sure. Yep. Um, and then I guess kind of moving into the business. When did he or did you guys start the myelene? Yeah, yeah. So when Dad uh, got out of the vet business and sold his practice, about uh, two thousand or so, early two thousands. Um, he's he had, he's a cattle guy uh, through and through. Um started researching the Piedmontese breed out of Italy, um, northwestern Italy, and bought some cows uh, around that time and just gradually built the herd. He's got a he's got a small farm south of Battle Creek, and there's about, I don't know, there's about 150 head out there now, so um, 80 cows. We feed out the calves and uh, have them processed at, at New Main Street Market in Humphrey, and we do direct marketing, um, mostly quarters, halves, and whole beef. We've done some retail, sold to some restaurants and things. So it's, uh, I have to say, it, Dad does most of the work. I don't know how he does some of the <laughs> stuff he does by himself out there. I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm a phone call away. I can't help right. do some things, but he's really independent, and this is his love, though. He's he's out there. It's a, it's a full-time job. He's reti- retired, but right. it's yeah, another not, full-time job. Not really job. retired, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For the people that may, maybe don't know, can you explain what Piedmontese is? Yeah, yeah. It's a so spe- specialty breed, um, very lean. It's, it's considered one of the double-muscled breeds. Uh, so the animals produce um, are, are very muscly, very muscular, uh, produce very little fat. And usually when you think of lean breeds, you're thinking tough meat, right? But they... The genetics of the Piedmontese, the the, myos, the inactive myostatin gene, um, uh, enables them to have uh, produce a lean meat that's also already uh, actually uh, comparable to Angus and Tinnerness. You know, the Clay Center Meat Animal Research Center does those Tinnerness tests this year for us, and Piedmontese ranks right up there with Angus, uh, believe it or not, hmm. in, in Tinnerness. So we think it's best of both worlds. It's a lean meat that's also uh, high in eating quality and, and very lean. Nice. And Go. you mentioned Main Street Market. They do a really good job, too. Yeah, yeah. the good processors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you So you did that in 2000. Would that have, did you guys kind of partner with that, or did, did he kind of just kind of start that? Yeah, yeah. So on the production end, he, you know, he he's... Does like I said, most a bulk of the the real work right. on the farm. Right. I helped. I was in Lincoln at the time, and uh, we've we've sold at the Lincoln Farmers Market now for a long time. And so we start started that there. So every Saturday I'd be down there um, selling beef at the at the Haymarket Market, and uh, that really kind of built up a client list in that part of the state. We eventually did uh, some markets in Omaha too, and. Um, it gets to be a lot, uh, so we, we're not doing those markets now, but we have a lot of those customer, repeat customers who will bulk order um, quarters or halves of whole beef. And now we're doing the, far, the Norfolk Farmer's Market, which has grown steadily. I saw you were yeah. starting to do that. That's, that's really cool. Um, kind of moving on from that, is there any other businesses that you have started um, along the same lines of that or I've, branched out with? Yeah, I... Um, I, a few years back, I uh, started my own um, 
small business and consulting. I love when people say consulting. You never know <laughs> exactly what that means. What right? it is, yeah. Um, but I've got I've got clients in the energy space, um, clean energy, wind and solar, um, distributed uh, generation. Um, also, some public affairs clients. So it's kind of a hodgepodge of of things in the in in that space and then in, in public affairs work nice so yeah that's really cool yeah, he, he left out pedal therapy <laughs> I, don't, I don't know pedal why therapy? Yeah. yeah yeah i mean talk about that come on joint venture right yeah. oh um, the, is that the, the pedal, 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 pedal yeah 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 he wasn't gonna talk about that but <laughs> that's I, really cool it, yeah. it slipped my mind first i haven't sure done it did. yet though i haven't that's done not, it yet. that's that's, that's not not a fun cities? project no, that's yours. I didn't. That's know a that. private thing. Yeah, Andrew yeah. and I and oh, some I friends. Uh, I just assumed that was like got together chamber. and mm. decided we could. We saw it work in other places and said, yeah. "Hey, why, why is it Norfolk Cabin?" So, um, <laughs> we decided to build one. <laughs> yeah, which, it was built, built, which is a story own. in itself. Yeah, yeah. wild. Right. You got a motor on it yet? Not yeah. yet. Just um, I just keep uh, seeing those that, men on the motor back of that it, thing. Frequently <laughs> ask questions. You get yeah, that motor on there, I might number one. jump it. Three miles an hour, and the driver is just, they just stand there. It's like the captain of the of the boat, you know. It's just, they're waving to people, and they do nothing. They just stand there, and it's two miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I always love when you're waving, and they're just slowly Right, and the cars are actually by. pissed off. Like, don't wave at me. Well, now that's what we're talking about. It is currently for sale. So, it is, you know, it is. Oh, it's for any, sale. Yeah, anybody out in there. Uh, yeah. does, it, does it do well? Listenership. Great. Uh, it does really good. Uh, Great financials. The problem and what our goal was was to just get it made, right? And the, and so we did that. And though now we want to um, try to, it takes a lot of time. You know, yeah. not, not a ton of time, but it takes enough of uh, devotion that none of us have anymore. So it's got a lot of potential. It has great sponsors, and so um, yeah, it, it it makes great money. It just you know for there's seven of us involved. Right. So seven. <clears throat> People who are all pretty busy, right? Right. So, and yeah. so, like, it, it makes sense for us. To, our goal was never to own it forever. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a great thing. It's it, it's great. I mean, you see it downtown. You you you're you're driving at four miles an hour for a block, but uh, people you can see people enjoying their time. So, is there city restrictions on that at all? Do you have to keep it within a certain? No, it's um, it's licensed. I can't remember exactly how that all worked uh but it, it has to have it had to lights yeah it has to have lights um brake lights and oh so it has okay yeah and it can go anywhere okay okay yeah. um, you just probably don't want to go too far no we don't want it is not motorized so we yeah. didn't have to deal with uh, yeah we don't want to see this thing like, like, as a motorized you know on, on 37th street that would be bad because they were oh. taking it from downtown to mel's right for a yeah while. that's 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 sanctioned yeah yeah <laughs> you know but that's funny that's a legal route does it take uh does it do you have a does it require a liquor license also or yeah okay mm -hmm. I and you guys right. do, the yeah. seven of your partnership or whatever owns the carries oh, the liquor two. license andrews yeah andrews. yeah i got you and we yeah. and we got we got threatened to be sued <laughs> so that oh, was really? fun yeah. yeah i mean yeah we were getting the specifics oh, um the okay. name the name the name gotcha. the name gotcha. it, it rivals it's apparently similar to another and it, one that's operating in nebraska uh, the name the word in common is therapy so think about all the businesses wow. with the word therapy in it. Come on. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Sour grapes. Yeah. But it's been good. I mean, it's one of those things, entertainment options, unique, that yeah. um, uh, is one of those little things that become big things in creating an exciting, you know, downtown environment. And who doesn't so, want to work out while they're drinking? Right. Well, right. right. And I'm surprised right. he Me. left that out right. in his business ventures. Right. You know, it's he's put so much effort in. It's been, it's been insane. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
no problem. Yeah. Now, now you know. Now people know it's for sale. Right. So, there you go. There you go. Business business opportunity. Opportunity. Perfect opportunity. So, <laughs> when when did you first kind of start getting or wanting to get into politics of any kind of way? Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, I, I always had that that bug, uh, for better or worse. I remember in fourth grade, for some reason, in a notebook, writing out all of George H. W. Bush's presidential cabinet and I just kept it with me like I knew you know <laughs> I knew who Howard Baker was you know right. like um it it was just something I always had a natural interest in for whatever reason so yeah were you involved in anything before becoming mayor were you involved in because um, I know you I went to a it was one of the uh, Kiwanis meetings and you presented on going over I think it was a third world country talking about beef oh yeah yeah a few summers ago um I was uh, on a uh, beef exploratory trade mission to Vietnam. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, was with someone who'd worked for the Department of Agriculture um, and Department of Economic Development. And Vietnam's a rapidly growing country. I mean, a lot of people rising up from um, low income to middle class and their appetite for all things American. I mean, it's ironic for having us fought a war there less than 50 years ago. Right. Um, all things American are pretty popular and America is very popular there. Michael, yeah. Michael Scott would say, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that was, yeah, that was an interesting experience. It shows you having those, ex uh, those opportunities to travel abroad really opens your eyes. That this is a big world, right? Right. And uh, that's valuable for us in, in uh, communities in the Midwest to have that perspective too, especially in agriculture, like right. as, yeah. as important as exports are to ag um, for us to directly engage in that when we can is important, I think. For sure. Um, so I guess that would have been while you were, while you were mayor, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was there anything before you becoming mayor that was involved in politics at all or any kind of, yeah, yeah. I um, actually, my first job out of school, I went to uh, University of Nebraska Lincoln, studied journalism. Thought I wanted to be a reporter, um, and then got involved. I volunteered for some some political campaigns uh, during my college years. Did some internships. First job out of school was actually communications director for the Nebraska Republican Party during okay. the 2000 election cycle, and then. Um, I don't want that, to date you, but when did you graduate college? Yeah, yeah right in 2000, May okay, 2000. Okay. Yeah, jumped right into that. Um, and then that led to a, uh, a job in the legislature. I was a legislative aide in the unicameral for then-Senator Mike Foley, who's now the state auditor. Okay. And did that for a couple of years. And then um, worked on the campaign of Jeff Fortenberry, who was, was a Lincoln City Councilman, ran for Congress in 2000, God, I feel old, um, 2004. <laughs> Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand four, um, and won, and uh, took a job in his congressional office. So I worked for him for um, a few years so in, been in Lincoln. His, there, since yeah. college. Mm -hmm. then. Yeah, yeah, and I tell people, you know, um, I'm glad for those experiences uh, in state and federal government. Um, now, having uh, been in local government for some time, I can certainly say it's my most gratifying experience being in local government because you can actually see shit get done. Can yeah, we swear right. on this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I was waiting <laughs> for it. Right. Right. Um, whatever you want to um, do. We're so, a hard, yeah. like, heavy PG-13. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can see shit get done more in real time and you don't have to deal with all the partisan bullshit that right. you have to uh, deal with in, in 
uh, certainly federal uh, politics, but more and more in the state level too. So Makes sense. we've kind of said that a lot. That uh, yeah. I mean, local is your number one number one source. If you see change, let's try yeah. to start at local. And yeah, we talk about going out to vote, vote but we also talk about if you're gonna like if you're not gonna vote in the federal side, at least vote for your local yeah. people because that's actually yeah. where you can see change right. happen. Right. Right. So yeah, you're exactly right. Um, how did you feel? Because you're going on your eighth year. Yeah, yeah, deep into my second term as mayor. Okay. Uh, I was on the council for four years prior to that. So moved back, so uh, had been living in Lincoln, moved uh, back to Norfolk late 2009, 2010, ran for council in 2012, served for four years on council, and then ran for mayors in 2016. Okay. And re-elected in 20, yeah. How did you feel being um, unopposed in the last election? Yeah, <laughs> I've... It, it's been a weird experience because uh, actually both in both my runs as mayor, I was unopposed. Well, I didn't realize um, you were unopposed the first time. Yeah, yeah which, you know, I, I joked about the, the first time that apparently I was Nobody wanted stupid the job. enough to want the job. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, uh, I, I have, I have enjoyed the experience. I really have. Um, it's been motivating uh, for me. Ironically, I tell people it's, it's the job I have that pays the least, but I probably devote the most time and energy to. Yeah, um, right. And well, some people think it pays, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's <laughs> not go there. Spell uh-huh. some yeah. rumors sometimes. Eighty thousand dollars. One hundred eighty. That I heard ninety thousand. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, for the record, nine thousand. Yeah, yeah, nine thousand yeah. without benefits. Mm. Right. Um, but uh, you, you can you can do good things that have impact on the people around you, and that's motivating and compelling. And um, it, it, it's an opportunity to you know uh, work collaboratively with people uh, to get things done that again you'll you'll see have input impact in in people's lives, and I enjoy that. Do you think that COVID maybe played a little bit of impact on the? I guess that wouldn't. I'm trying to think of when. The election would have been done. 2020 would have been right in the middle of COVID, right at the beginning of COVID. Right. Do you think that played a, a little <laughs> bit of an effect on you running unopposed, or do you think... Well, COVID would have... COVID was... Was that election after, cycle? COVID, what, COVID started really... March of 2020. Fe- yeah, February, March 2020. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. It ruined it. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It was, it was March seventeenth, wasn't it? Would it have already been? No. The, yeah. So the filing deadline uh, for those races <clears throat> are: if you're an incumbent, it's February fifteenth. If you're a non-incumbent, it's March fifteenth. So I don't think it impacted, impacted it that much. It at all. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just wondered if that kind of played a. How, how, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Remind me to bring that up. Um, with with all the things that you have gotten done in the city, do you think that Sue in the past mayors um, helped kind of lay some groundwork? for what you were able to accomplish in your time here? I, I think so in, in terms of, um, you know, when I moved back, it was kind of on the tail end of some tumultuous times in Norfolk City uh, politics, as I understood them, um, where there was a lot of division and kind of a lot of infighting. Uh, the, the city didn't really uh, work well with the business community. The, you know, there were... There were big personalities in different positions and they weren't working together well. Um, I think when Sue came in, uh, she kind of calmed those troubled waters in a lot of ways and everything got tamped down a little bit and people started working together a little bit more. 
Um, I saw when I came in that um, uh, we needed some shaking up within City Hall. Um, uh, some, you know, and, and I when I went into it, I said I don't I don't want to fight against city staff for four years or eight years, and um, you know I won't I'm not going to badmouth any anybody, but there was there was a culture there where. Um, things were being done the same way um, uh, that they ha- had been done for a long time and uh, not a lot of openness to considering new ideas and new ways of doing things. And I tell people, I don't think the formula for community growth or growing any organization for that matter is all that complicated. It's being open to new ideas, open to new ways of doing things and open to new people around the table. Mm-hmm. So that's right. kind of the spirit and culture that I wanted to bring into City Hall. In City Hall, you'd, so you're, and that goes down to everything, right? Not not just City Council and, and, and the mayor office. You're talking about changing things up of how you do even some simple stuff probably too, right? Yeah. I mean, you got you, you start with... You start at the top, and right. it was so a structural, structural change, and that eventually does tri- trickle down. That's yeah. almost like that's how our federal government's got problems right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little tougher. To, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's that's tougher, a behemoth, but, but yeah, it's literally right. the same concept, mm-hmm. right. same it's, conversation. It's easy for bureaucracy to grow in yeah. government. It really is, regardless of the level or size. Right? You get in yeah. there, and. You know, you think about it. It's not a job where there's production incentives, right? Yeah. You, you just show up. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of. That's not to say there's a lot of good city workers. Yeah. A lot of good people who want to work for the city, who like the idea again of of working with others to build something bigger than themselves, right? right? Yeah. And there's a lot of good people. I think we have a hell of a staff um, right now, uh, but it's just. You still have to have. That's where elected officials' rules are very important in continuing to to prod yeah. uh, forward, you know, and say, "Hey, we got to keep pushing. We got to keep pushing." Because you guys know, if it's, it's especially hard in rural places uh, to to survive, let alone grow, if somebody's not really being proactive yeah. about it. If your leadership at the top's not being proactive about it, right? Because Norfolk. And I won't belabor the point, but we've always the place places like this have always had to work harder. We don't have an interstate; we're yep. not close to a metro. We've always, you know, the history of this place is the you've had to scratch a living out of the dirt, right? And right. so we have to work about twice as hard as those cities, you know, like a Kearney or a Grand the, Island that have right. those benefits. The sense of community is a lot more important in a smaller town. I mean, mm-hmm. in here, and then you even go to a smaller town yet, and it's even more important mm-hmm. that you got to have a buy-in from everybody. And right. I talked about this with Abe and with Andrew about how it's not just Norfolk that we're really, you know, uh, a part of. We got Battle Creek and Pierce and Stanton. Sure. They all come here for yeah. entertainment and shopping and um we're, we're bigger than just just the city limits of Norfolk. Absolutely, so, yeah. I've seen helps some, some estimates. I think it's probably close to true that Norfolk's population doubles in size during the day with the number of people that come into work. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, and you look at our our top employer, Faith Regional, and last I saw, sixty percent of their employees do not live in Norfolk. They come in from that other doesn't places. surprise me either. Yeah, we actually had that conversation. We on did. Mom and dad, my mom and dad's podcast about Battle Creek being basically an eighty percent bedroom community to Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of the towns are that way. Pierce is probably pretty good that way. Uh, Madison's a lot that way. Sure. Madison does have Tyson, so that's a little bit different, but <clears throat> that's kind of the same thing. Stanton's yeah. a lot of bedroom community too. 
So it's a symbiotic relationship, right? What's yeah. what's good to, for yep. them is good for us and vice versa. Right? right. And then Andrew and I also talked about how there hasn't been a huge laundry list of city council members and mayors. We've had a good, you know, a good foundation, I think. Um, we kind of talked about how some city council members went from being council members to mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's a catch-22 there, you know. Obviously, you want to change, um, but I still think it's good to have – like just people just always looking out for the city, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure even back then, I mean, you guys get a lot of scrutiny, and you do. It's going to happen. And I'm sure they did back then, too. I'm sure nobody's, yeah. you know, it's never going to be perfect for everybody, right? Right, right, right. Well, social media. <clears throat> that's that's that, what I that mean. Is, that has changed a lot of things because it's right, it's right in front of your face. Yeah, yeah you, right, you right. see it more. I don't yeah. think it's really changed anything other than it's easier to see. I mean that's that conversation's always gone forever. It just it's, it's just, more it used of a to co- coffee shop type of it's thing. It used to happen in the coffee shops, so yeah, right. you know, yeah. now it's yeah. right in front of your face where you can see it. You know. Yeah. So one, one guy I'd consider a mentor in all of this is uh, Jim Miller, who was a former mayor of Norfolk um, in the 1970s, I think 72 to 80, and he oversaw the construction of Skyview Lake and yep. Skyview Park, and he, he tells me the you know there was the gnashing of teeth and the bitching about how that's such a waste of money and why are we doing this to the point that they called it Miller's Ditch. And <laughs> um, he said some of his greatest satisfaction was uh, after it was all said and done, seeing some of the same people who bitched about it living around that lake. Right. So that's, you know, that's it's usually how it it's goes. Just, it, yeah. It, that's just part of, part of all of this. Mm-hmm. So. But, I mean, I think you've, you've left your mark pretty well. Are, are you planning to, I was going to ask this later, but I'm just going to ask it now. Are you planning to run again? No, I'm not. Which is the first time I've actually said that um, oh, officially. Sorry. So you, you have some breaking news, Good. but no, <laughs> that that, that uh, announcement was uh, forthcoming anyway. Um, I've, you know, it's well, 12- Andrew kind of attested to it a little bit in his podcast. So I guess, it's, yeah. yeah, but now it's out of your mouth. Right, right, right. Um, so, like I said, I've been on the I was on the council for four years prior. So twelve years altogether. Um, seems like a good run and really the driving factor for me is my kids are 15 and 13 and they're in those active years. And this is a job that, that does pull you into a lot of things and, and takes a lot of time if you want to do it right. Right. And so I, I really want in those years to be as present as I can be. I would say you're at a lot of the things that go on. Like I try to be, yeah, 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 and I think that's important. I think Very. the mayor should be, um, not, and not just at, the you know, at a at country club functions, which I'm not a member of that anyway. But um, <laughs> but but it right, you know, regular everyday things that are accessible. Not at the black tie stuff. Everybody. More right. like yeah, let's yeah. go to the blue collar. Well, I would say right. you you, right. you answer a lot of <clears throat> questions. Like you you stick around like after a function, and I've I've seen you do it. So I mean, I I, yeah. I don't know a couple times. I I try to get to everything that I can, but I'm yeah. I'm very busy as well. But sure. When I've seen you, you're you're answering questions to everybody that asks one after you've already spoke yeah yeah i try to i I think that's part of the job right um and i think that helps you be better at your job when you're communicating directly with people and and uh receiving that input in real time so yeah i I like that about you anyway actually you know you you don't just do your thing and get out of there well i mean subcommittees are weekly daily and he's gotta be there so yeah i mean there's just there's tons of things you know it's, there's staff meetings and so it's it's good it's refreshing it's good to see him there you know what i mean like we go to subcommittees and we don't know if the mayor's gonna be there or not 
but it is nice when he's there or he calls in if he's out of town. So those are always, you know, you know, as a councilman, I'm pretty new. I'm two years in, but you know, Justin Snorton's kind of new. Webb is new. So it's nice to have that guidance there too from another elected official. So those subcommittees are kind of where a policy idea might be introduced. Um, and so there's an opportunity for council yeah. members in a, in a smaller setting uh, to uh, deliberate and kind of, you know, Bounce around uh, ideas. Yeah, brainstorming. They're actually, it. my favorite part of I told I think I told you this last yeah. time was subcommittee. I mean, yep. that's where you get the bulk of the work done, and that's kind of my favorite part, really. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the social media aspect, have you guys seen an uptick in attendance at council meetings since, like, in the last four years, three years? I don't think so. I think we have. You think so? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, you know why? So, like, how much though? <laughs> like, how 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 big of a attend like? So are you, you saying as a cause and effect to social media? <laughs> Correct. Um, or just in t- some ways. Yeah. yeah. In some yeah. ways, yes, there has been. Um, like a big uptick or a small uptick? I wouldn't say big, but... Um, because the way it's, it's discussed on social media, you'd think there'd be a 500 people there. <laughs> yeah. Is my thing. Well, that's that's my issue we talked about with social yeah. media to begin with was it's it's a, you know, it's sitting in your chair making a comment, not getting involved. Right. So um, I, I think we've seen an uptick, you know, because of the scrutiny, um, which is more on a national level, but we're feeling it locally, which we've talked about that in the past too, because yep. it's kind of frustrating because, you know, um, we, you know, we, we run for a nonpartisan position mm-hmm. yep. and it's all about social issues. But, I mean, really. <clears throat> I'm going to play devil's advocate a yeah. little bit. I prefer, I I would respect anybody that goes to a, a meeting, a, any council meeting, public hearing, anything, school board meetings, mm-hmm. uh, zoning commission meetings, planning commission, any of that. I think if you have an issue, you should be at these meetings. If you're Correct. otherwise, you don't right. really have the right to bitch. Right, and, and that's what we're trying to say. Agree. A little yeah. Bit. yeah, and it, and it should be driven by your own thoughts, your own views, not somebody else's. That's right. yes, the, that's, but that's why we've seen an uptick. Because, somebody's gonna right. Somebody else is going to put a seed in your brain. Sure, but so at least go there and listen, yeah. and then you can you can yeah. do that yourself. Right, but at least you're there. I I, I think there's some. Uh, value in the social media and the, the fact that it's elevated awareness of things, yeah, right? right? People can have their platforms to talk about it. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, if you're if you're motivated enough to take the next step and actually show up yep. to learn more, uh, in a lot of cases, people do come out of those things then recognizing, oh, there's more of the story than I was told. Right. Exactly. Right. And there's other considerations. Right. And that's why I want people to go in. to meetings. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's I'm, what I'm trying to right. get at here is if yeah. I want, I wanted to know if you had an uptick because, you know, I, I go through and I, just because we have the podcast and one, I knew you were coming, you guys are both coming on. So I went and read a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> to see where we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I haven't made it to a meeting, but I also, I'm not sitting there complaining either right right but i don't mean, live here so that's a little bit different for me yeah. so yeah I'm not gonna i mean go. that's you know we i've always said more attendance when I, my first interview when i was appointed by josh was i wanted to see more input from the community right we've seen it you know and and whether it's driven by social media or you know um you know the the all famous Madison County bitching and, and complaining. That's the one I was talking about. Right. <clears throat> I think it should be called bitching and moaning. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we <laughs> actually, I wrote for I wrote for the Daily Nebraska, the newspaper, uh, when I was at UNL. 
I was very conservative. I was, you know, I, I was one of the token conservative calmness. And uh, somebody, I'll, I'll somebody take... wrote a letter to the editor complaining about something that I had written. And the, ti- the title of it was Bitching and Moaning. So, ah, see, yeah, I'm not far it's, off. It's been a lifetime I, uh, of uh, taking jokes for my last name. Yeah. I will say I went to the university in 2004. I was a freshman. And I had every, every thought that I was going to either, I was going to be a political... Uh, <coughs> I wanted to be a uh, what's um, political science lobbyist. I oh, wanted lobbyist. to be a lobbyist. Okay. That's what I really wanted to do. I wanted yep. to lobby ag, and mm-hmm. so I went to well, a. Well, you grew my, up in it. Your, your I, family's very yeah, involved. I'm, yeah, I'm ag is, and we've talked about it a lot on and our podcast. And all you do is, is tear down lobbyists. <laughs> I do. I, I have a problem with <laughs> lobbyists, but not all of them. I I, I know. I know. I'm just, I know through my dad some very very good ag lobbyists that in in dc and stuff and that i i really respect and they've your, been your in for a long time. was was president of the nebraska, nebraska farm, farm bureau, bureau right yep. Yep. he was a he was a staunch supporter of ag and yep. uh it's kind of been in my blood my entire life but so i thought yeah let's do this and i wanted and then i thought i'd be a lawyer so pre-law poli sci uh is kind of what people talked about it's the best way to go about it i went to my first poli sci class at unl and i was like and that was the this was 2004 so that was in the middle of the bush Mm-hmm. Um, Bush Gore was 04. I don't remember, but it was in one of that. It was mm-hmm. Bush was one that it was a second term, and oh my god, I just I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, I, this is not for me. I, I don't I don't want yeah, anything Iraq to do with this school. Was raging too. It yeah. was yep. just a liberal, like, I just lost my mind. I was like, you guys, I can't do this. And it was more of like, I was listening to the teachers just like. Like it wasn't let let's talk about it. It mm-hmm. was no, you need to think this way. Wow, sorry, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so, there's nothing wrong with so people challenging how, yeah. you to think. Uh, let's think, think it beyond yeah. the you know any boundaries that you have preset your mind. But yeah, when when somebody comes in yeah. with an agenda that they're trying to yeah. push is when a you said thing. the yeah. when you said the daily caller and the token conservative yeah. that like, and yeah. immediately yeah. was like oh yeah. oh yeah I know about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So kind of changing a little bit, transition here, going kind of more into the city a little bit. It's like the city roads and construction. Could you shortly explain the process and how long in advance the planning has to be for big projects like mm-hmm. Benjamin Avenue and First Street? Can you just, just for the listeners, Yeah, I'm sure you don't want to explain it again, but. No, no. You know, again, that's part of the job talking about this stuff. And I, I do enjoy it. Well, infrastructure has been, it, after getting out of um, uh, Fortenberry's office, um, one of the jobs I took was kind of a lobbying job itself, but was pushing <laughs> for infrastructure development um, and building out the four-way, uh, four-lane highways that were promised uh, to Nebraskans a long time ago. So I, I do like the the process of uh, building out infrastructure. Um, but you're right; these these big projects, especially like Benjamin, when you're talking about you know first to 13th and total reconstruction of utilities underneath similar to brosh brosh was a you know kind of a good precursor uh project to benjamin um not not as expansive not as long a stretch but it was the same thing it was a complete reconstruction of all the utilities and the street and then lands uh streetscape and lighting and landscaping i wonder if a lot of people didn't know that either 
that it was a complete utility hall, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, which, which is part of the reason it takes so long, right? right. When you think of all of the it's not just layer pouring feed of uh, right. sewer and water lines. And, Electrical. And, and all <clears throat> the conflicts, the utility conflicts you right. have with gas and telecom. Yes, and part of the part of the delays we saw in Benjamin were there were so many utility conflicts, especially right. with telecom. Um, and so uh, the planning, you're right, goes back, gosh, for Benjamin... I remember the project being talked about when I came on to council. Uh, oh, so back, we're talking back in that, yeah. It, but it kind of Benjamin kind of got put on the back seat because East Norfolk Avenue bridge replacement got it, it was discovered at that time. Oh, we need to do something right. like right quick yeah, right. on this. So that project got moved ahead of Benjamin, and then and uh, but Benjamin though this the. The planning process probably started with Benjamin back in 2018, 2019. Wow. Yeah. So, so going so back to the, sorry, let me interrupt you, but going back to the bridge. So obviously something was found that needed to be fixed. Is that it, what you're saying? It was or? just, a, it was just an, an older bridge and it was, you know, found to be structurally deficient is what they call it. And so when you get that designation, some, you know, lights go on and say, Hey, okay. We was that announced when the construction was announced? Um, mm-hmm. back with, with, with East bridge. Norfolk Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Norfolk Avenue, not First Street, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking yeah. about the, the, the bridge. The one of the high V. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that guy completed in 2017. I think the work, work on it started, uh, maybe late 2015. That was a long project so too. So did people itself. know that it was... Yeah, there the, was some build up to that. Yeah. There, like, it, I, I didn't realize that. It, it had been on the, it had been on the radar for some time. But I think as they were doing some of the, the planning and des- early planning design, they said, hey, we, we probably need to accelerate this from a five-year project to a three-year project. I'm just getting to that because I think so. there are a lot of people that maybe bitch about it that didn't realize that it like needed to be done now type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. 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 That's all I was trying to get at. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt yeah. you. But, but that is too, that's, that's the case for First Street Bridge too. That First right. Street Bridge... Um, uh, in the, the spillway, I mean, been there forever, remnant of the original dam structure on the river. Um, that bridge was re- reaching the end of its useful life too. It was nearing 50 years old and uh, classified as, as deficient too. So it, it certainly needed to be replaced one way or another. Because yeah, if that goes down during, like, let's say, school drop-off time, I yeah. mean, you're, you're talking oh, catastrophic, yeah. yeah. Right, 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 yeah. If people just knew, maybe looked into a little more before they start, you know, complaining a little bit, maybe. Yeah, and on that project, I would say, look, we haven't had to increase taxes to pay for any of it. Um, uh, when you're talking for about the, the, streets, the, the river and First Street, yeah, if you're going to that that project itself, um, the bridge had to be replaced. So there were dollars placed within our capital improvement program saved up to do that. We also use some chaff dollars, which is our highway allocate uh, allocation funds that we get from the state every year for roads projects. Um, and that was the bulk of the city money that went into that project altogether. The rest of it, it was about a third, a third, and a third of the total project cost. That was a third fundraised from the private sector, a third that came in through grants and partnerships, like grants from the state of Nebraska, uh, Department of Tourism, and a CCCFF grant, and a partnership with the local natural resources district. Um, that was to the tune of five million, um, about five million in private fundraising, and then the five million that went into the um, 
the infrastructure around it. And that, and that was all complete, um, utility replacement as well. The sewer, the sewer and drainage in that whole area, um, this was, on was, first was street, just messed saying? up. Right. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. And that roundabout was actually, uh, designed as part of the brush reconstruction. Um, it, but they knew, you know, that they were needing to replace the first street bridge. So the conflicts that would have, it wouldn't have made any sense to, right. Uh, do those jobs separately so that's what the happened <clears throat> so the old mill used to be there right the old norfolk mill used to be right there on first street right. mm-hmm. was there anything involved did you guys get into the old mill because didn't that get the the wheel got sealed up and a long time ago i've heard that story i, I don't, don't know yeah, if it did i don't not. know for sure um, yeah, i didn't I know, know if anything that. during construction got into that part yeah or? no no not okay no, not i didn't know, know if anything right, happened right. with that yeah. and when it comes to just so people understand so i'm going to keep saying this a lot because i want to make sure when we talk about this that we're trying to get understanding for the listeners when it comes to grants and things like that that money has to be used for stuff that specifically for whatever you got the grant for yes and i think right. that's something right. that yeah 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 can you can you elaborate These are all on that competitive grants for very specific purposes yeah, right. someone's, someone's gonna get them right so why yeah. not be us right yeah and and that's one thing we've gotten pretty aggressive about uh since i've been mayor is like i don't blame you know, yeah. knowing that world like they they don't necessarily pay for all the project but they'll help get the project off the ground right, right? and they'll supplement what otherwise would have to be local taxpayer dollars to yeah. pay for it um you know a good a good example is uh, uh river point square downtown that parking lot that was converted to that pocket park um which was uh, half a uh, five hundred thousand dollars of that was which was uh a bulk of the the ultimate budget was from a state grant from a cdbg uh, right they had grant. to be used for this specific to, purpose. yes and and those grants are specifically used for downtown revitalization it's not like oh we got the grant let's go use yeah, it on we, the streets we can't take we, this money uh, for something else right right it, otherwise That's you can't use it not, not how it works yeah, yeah. right yeah, and, and, we, and we go after grants for for specific purposes. If right. you know we're doing well, a project, um, we say, hey, are there any available grants that will help pay for it? And if so, let's pursue it and see if we can get it. And I know you got a little flag for taking away parking there, right? Yeah, 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 right. But then, you know what? I I don't know, Andrew, you can chime in if you've heard differently. I'm ready. But, <laughs> let's go. Um, I've not heard since that time, even though downtown's gotten busier, and and that parking lot went away concerns about parking one thing that we did in conjunction with doing that project is say hey let's look at this let's think about this rationally there's 14 surface area parking lots in the downtown district right they're just not marked very well and they had a kind of a weird convoluted system of permit parking yeah if you remember right there was you know there was employee parking there was residential parking there's customer parking it's very confusing to people and it gave the impression that oh i just can't park here right so we got i I said hey let's just change this we have actually a lot of parking downtown right let's just manage it better right and so we got rid of that system of permitted parking and just made it free and open uh, public parking to everyone and then we marked it so everybody knows you can park here um, without got, fine. Yeah, because there's the parking lot across from the old Courtesy Ford on Madison, right? Yeah. That was yeah, one of them. Right. The YMCA uh, yeah. yeah, the old gymnastics. city auditorium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's numerous, like and there's, 18 and there's spot, 10, 10 more besides 10 those. Spots, yeah. Right. You know, between, you know, between Brosh and Madison or Norfolk Avenue, there's a bunch of them. Right. You know, a bunch of little lots that just say free parking. And um, with that pocket park, you know, there was probably 
there's probably more parking now on the street publicly mm-hmm. than there was before. Because that, that lot was like 30 of them. Because now there's parking. Right. You're talking right. on, on the street there? Yeah, yeah the, the, because the that permitting yeah. process. Yeah. I mean, it was so, so I mean, it was so, only a net loss of like. In the end, like 15 spots, I think. And they were all reserved. Street parking. And most of those were reserved anyway. So, yeah. So, even at night, you couldn't park there. Right. And so now, you know, with that street parking, um, it's a popular spot to park because, you know, I I live downtown. I park there. Yeah. And, and, And people don't really know about them. They know about them, but they don't. They don't fill it first. Right. That's the best place to park. Right. You're in between Napoli's and District and Divids yep. and... And, and I would so, yeah. argue that space has uh, proved its worth just by, you know, the, the downtown concert series during the summer, the farmer's market, market being yeah. there, oh, the, wow. the holiday uh, events. Just the, spa- the, the space, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. I, you know, doing the farmer's market uh, down there, working with some of the vendors, there was some resistance to moving where they were at the mall parking yeah. lot. Um, I to, think it's to easier downtown. to get to the downtown. But now you talk to vendors, that they, they, they they're it. selling... <clears throat> significantly more because there's more there's more to do there yep. yeah it's, it's just drawing more people the crowd right. is much more steady there's, live, there's live more to, there's more to do and then uh visual aesthetically it looks better than yeah. the it feels mall. better yeah <laughs> the mall parking lot is we all know what it is right yeah. now and yeah. it's been that way for 15 years and it really hasn't so yeah, the downtown looks a lot better i so kind of i kind of forgot about behind right by joseph's too so there's a parking lot yeah, there right there's a parking lot across from Courtesy. There's the parking lot that we talked about by this auditorium. Am I missing one? It's actually like there, a parking there's like, lot. There's like 15 of them. So there, there's a small ones too. Like oh, the the, the, the old um, diagonal from Paul Cigar Bar. There's a small one. Diagonal um, from uh, the VFW. Yeah, there's a bunch. The McMill Building. There's a that's right. A, that's a and all of these lot. all yeah. these spaces are a you know it's a short walk to anything shopping Very short. or dining. Like yeah. I told you, we usually park at Fenders yeah. and then walk down to you. It's right. about the same right. distance. Is parking in one of those parking lots to walk anywhere? Walmart, well, I, Target. I, I tell, yeah, I tell yeah. people to do the Walmart test. Like, count your steps from where you park in the parking, the the, right. the sea of concrete in right. the parking lot at Walmart to where you're going <laughs> inside the store, and then compare it to your last trip downtown. Right. I guarantee you, downtown does better. So oh, I think way, it's way better. I think that's a a mental thing because people. You'll drive around at Walmart to find the spot. See, I oh my I, gosh! I go park way that out. That bugs me. I know. I go way out. Yep. Yeah. I'm just I, me saying. Too. Some people do. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. And so their vehicle never leaves the area. So it's a their mind doesn't mm-hmm. think they're driving as far. Whereas in if you're downtown and you're driving around, then you're driving. Well, I just crossed a block. I just crossed a block. I just crossed. and so like their brain is just saying, well, now I'm I'm way <laughs> out here, and you're really not. I do it all. The, yep. We talk about it all the time. Like he said, he goes to Fenders and. I've yep. never had but, a problem going downtown. But we want to encourage people to walk around downtown because that's good for business. Yeah. Good for business. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. And yeah. I, I'd rather walk. I'd rather park farther away from the, the hub and, and then be able to well, get just, out easier. Like even just, you know, uh, so say you leave at a bar at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m., and you you walk by four storefronts. The The pride of those storefronts are pretty unique. I mean, they, they, they provide a an outlet into what they serve, what they sell. They provide, um, you know, a good lighting experience. There's a, it, the whole downtown is really unique. It's really neat. You know, I walk a lot downtown, obviously, but the storefronts are unique in themselves. Very unique. It's kind of cool. And I think it's it's uh, it feels a lot safer than it used to, in I, my I opinion. Hope so. yeah. yeah. I think we, it does. We yeah. had a developer from out of town um, 
come in. They're interested in doing a project downtown. And he said, you know, we were attracted to this because if you look at downtowns in Nebraska, you've got the Omaha Old Market, you got Lincoln Hay Market, and then you have Norfolk's downtown. Right. I was like, yeah. I never really thought about it like that, that way, but it was it was gratifying. Grand and Island, I lived re- in Grand Island for a long time. That, you know? They don't have a downtown. Car- Carney's is small. I, I went to college there, and it's it, they they have one, but it's yeah, it's a little more spread out than ours is. You can't like you couldn't just you could walk to bar to bar, but not mm-hmm. like you can yeah. here. Yeah. I have a, Carney's is more of a, di- a, a it's. It's small. more regional. No, yeah. it's like split up. So yeah, you have a very, district here, right. you have yeah, a district yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, so, yeah, right I have a good question for Vance. So, uh, good good point. So, Grand Island, right? Yep. There for a lot of years, and we were still friends. And we've, we've been friends, but we talked a lot. Um, and then I spent a lot of time, you know, getting the distillery ready in St. Paul. So, I was there, and I would stay in Grand Island. And I'd go downtown Grand, Grand Island. And it was kind of rough. I you, mean, you don't go downtown in Grand Island. <laughs> what, 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 what? I don't go downtown yeah, but, in Grand yeah, Island. Okay, so yeah. sure, sure. But I mean, but they put it's some better than it the, was. The, is it rail side? It's rail side. Rail yeah. side. Yeah. So, but I mean, they, they're putting. They've got some in. pieces that they're trying yeah. to put together. But it was getting better. It wasn't. It was. It's not Norfolk. You, I no. Mean, so I was going looking for a dive bar. I found McKinney's. McKinney's. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few of them. Ruffs is down there. But they, they're only open. Not like Monday and Tuesday, right, or something. I don't remember. I mean, it's, I mean, it's been right. ten years since but look, I lived downtown, there. You have, you have the Harbor Bar, yeah. Fifth Street Tavern, Office. I mean, and, you, and also then restaurants that are open <coughs> as well. Yep. It, it it wasn't the same, and no. I was kind of disappointed. But you had told me, you know, you've you you we've talked, and um, like what's what's the Vegas style bar in Grand Island? Uh, like the big one, the yeah, they have burgers and um, you know they have beers on tap. Yeah, I don't, um, um, are you talking gosh, about? You're talking about Kincaiders? No, no, no. The, the, the one that's like uh, is downtown Grand Island. They have Vegas. They have like slot machines in there, but not real. Oh, ones. that was after I left. Okay, so that should but, that that was the. I'm pretty sure the the former owner of Bandits started that one. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like, so Grand Island's kind of the same way because they have you know they have like um. A bandits out on the highway, on the, and on that's the, yeah. where I I was a bandits balls person, mm-hmm. and there balls, was a, yeah, balls balls was a lot of fun, and then there was a a big bar down by the YMCA that was kind of by where Kincaiders is now, and there was multiple different um, bars there at the time. But yeah, when I lived there, you know, I was younger and I liked Norfolk so much better than Grand Island was oh. just a bigger Norfolk and yeah. The, I, I think Sin the City. advantage or uh, oh, yeah. downtown okay. has is uh, the density. I mean, it's a yep. long it's linear right corridor. Everything's close to me. It, it resembles... feels it's a good setting, and I'll, I'll say this too. I, I mentioned little things become yeah. big things before. Uh, whoever's idea it was to plant all those trees forty years ago, yeah. whenever it was. A That's a big help. It make it makes a difference aesthetically. It feels yeah. better. It's cooler. Um, all of those things. And then we've tried to build on that by incorporating public art, the sculpture walk, murals, uh, yeah. the murals. Um, was that part of a grant too, or was that the well? Um, the Sculpture Walk is, is an initiative led by the Visitors Bureau. So okay. they do that. And that's actually, gotcha. the city doesn't put any money on that. We help place the sculptures, right. um, but that's about it. Uh, Visitors Bureau runs that. Um, same thing with the murals. Um, and then the sidewalk cafes, which is another thing. Like people want to be outdoors when it's nice yeah. to be outdoors. Agreed. And actually, Andrew's place was the first one that the city granted, I think, yeah. um, when you guys came. And this is one of the examples, like, coming uh having some experience with 
previous uh, administrations and the the old way of thinking, like this is why I wanted to change. Everything was seen through a lens of li- of, of risk management liability, so right? Me, Instead me- of growth. And so we wanted to say, like, Sidewalk Cafe is something as simple as that. So it should be as yeah. simple as that. Would would never have gotten off the ground right. before. Yeah. But we were like, okay. We want to work with these businesses to create a place where people want to spend time yeah. and money. And so that was the impetus for uh, those cafes. And now you see them all over the place. Right. So to, to expand on that, you know, too, you know, this is before I knew Josh, before I was on city council. And <clears throat> that process was made really simple by the city staff. So, you know, I Getting remember. Your patio? The patio. And so there, I mean, there was challenges, right? But but there was, you know, and again, before I really knew Josh, he he attended those meetings, walking with the staff downtown, figured it out, figured out all of the, you know, the commissions, um, regulations, and fire marshal, you know, regulations, and all these things. And so it was really simple. And so we put we built a setback, you know, about eighteen feet, to expand on that. Outdoor, outdoor space and it's been great and now you've kind of seen that trend kind of come downtown too where you're finding setbacks built into the buildings mm-hmm. to, to provide more space and so you know that was a really intriguing intriguing um situation because not everyone bought in you know but that's when i, I really had a lot of respect for josh and, and that's what we've kind of built a friendship i think just based on his values and what he does as a as a mayor you know we weren't college buddies or high school friends i consider josh a great friend now but it's built on his um kind of vision and i share that too but and and obviously i've known both of you for a long time so we all have the same ideas i think but uh so that's where i have a lot of respect for josh is is because that probably wouldn't have been done right you know and so and and now it's kind of a trend you can see it you know you can see it at the juice stop you know, they have outdoor seating, yeah. um, fenders. And we had to adjust the policy because we had initially modeled a policy after the city of Lincoln that allowed allows mm-hmm. for these, but you had to meet some certain threshold of income from food, right? right it was right, basically right. for restaurants. And then we then we got that happens look at in it. the insurance world too. Like, there's only certain insurance right. companies that'll cover just a just an alcohol bar. Yeah, right. yeah. Right, but right, then right. but then we had another applicant. Well, I think it was Fenders mm-hmm. who, you know, wasn't going to meet I'd that love, threshold yeah. in food. We said, well, this doesn't make sense. Like, right. why can't a wine bar or a cocktail lunch have, have this? So right. we, we, we adjusted the policy and got rid of that threshold. I was right? going to ask that, yeah. So you, you talk about you know, government regulations, right? Like, you talk right. about being involved too much. And, and, we've, and he's released a lot of those yeah. things, especially in that realm where why can't have a, a wine bar or a any kind of bar, any essentially – have the same opportunities, so yeah, yeah. We've tried to be less restrictive, and that's I find it kind of ironic. I, I right. know some of these social that's, media I'm circles, like I'm a big liberal, yeah. liberal or something, right. yep. but yeah. I'm trying to actually remove barriers where right. they exist for us to be more open. I don't yeah. think so. You're terrible, and, and have more fun. <laughs> What's wrong with fun? Right? Stop fun being is, such a liberal. Are you, yeah. <laughs> you are a liberal mayor, <laughs> and you're no fun whatsoever. Get that, get that fun word out, get of, that this. Fun out of here. <laughs> All, I, all, all, I, all I've ever known with all three of you is fun. Right. <laughs> I've enjoyed my relationship with all three of you for sure. Um, you know, uh, me and Zach went to Vegas together. We had some fun there. It, it, it's just, it's nice. It's refreshing to have this podcast too. So I was kind of telling Josh earlier, 
you know, what's this podcast about? I think we had a conversation, Zach, um, with it, it's it's local. You know what I mean? And I think locally, we're talking earlier, right, about Vance and, and knowing Josh from Battle Creek. We probably party on someone's land. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was. It, we probably we we didn't, Josh. But uh, but it, you know that's kind of the thing. It's like I By love you're doing this podcast yeah. about. We've local. never partied anywhere and been disrespectful. Never. To we, the cops have never been called. Um, but no, I think like I I just I that's why I advocated for Josh to be here because he's a well a, a great interview, but also just what he's done has been insane. But. You're doing the same things too here on this podcast, and I like that it's local and regional to Northeast Nebraska, kind of, and and so um, yeah, it's 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 nice to see all the changes. We've and, had some and very good response. Huge. Yeah, we've good, had yeah, a very no, good yeah. response so far. But I, I've seen Abe's interview is still number one. Is that correct? It's still number one <laughs> <laughs> and, until today. V- Van and Kathy yeah. are hot on their tail on his tail. Are they and yours? Yeah, hot so on your tail. Oh, actually. Van, Van and Kathy. Van and huh? Kathy are hot was on there their Patron tail? here. Uh, it was a school night, so Kathy didn't drink Patron. Oh, hey, Kathy drank got, water. And she's one fifty-three so, though. So, so, so you hit a hundred today, Andrew. Who? You hit a hundred. A hundred. I was broke the triple I just set the groundwork here. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let, let's ask Kathy when she's ready for a Patron. Let's call her <laughs> Still up. Still sitting here. It's a uh, what day is today? Today's Wednesday. It's I another can't. school night. She's gonna I say, can't believe a school night deterred her yeah. from that. That's what she said. She told us that, didn't she? Yeah, She's like, it was a school night. Yeah. And Van said, oh, you don't want Kathy on Patron. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> we, we should set one up where uh, Van and I come and talk about wind energy. That there would be fun. <laughs> You'll enjoy so, that. I mean, we can definitely do that. <laughs> that, that, I, that is... Uh, that's, That'd be a I've fun heard one. stories about a yeah. windmill being on Skyview Lake before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that post. Or, yeah, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, we can great. have lots of fun with that. We but, can. Yeah. That, that, but I'm glad you brought that up. We, we, <clears throat> we wanted to do this, and I think obviously it hasn't taken off as much as we thought it would. We've got we've had like almost 500 listeners uh, now. We've got 600 some downloads, but uh, I think it can grow more than that. Um, this episode is brought to you by Box Drop Norfolk. Box Drop Norfolk carries the best quality mattresses and furniture at the lowest price. They get truckloads of new overstock couches and mattresses at a great price and pass the savings on to you. They are a family-owned and operated business. Nate, Rebecca, and daughter Natalie keep their overheads low so they can price these all below retail. The mattresses and furniture are all new and come in limited quantities. Selection may vary. Message them on Facebook. Come check them out. Save some money. Mention you heard about them from this podcast episode. Drop the name Touching Base. Get an extra thirty dollars off. I think it's a good groundwork. You know, or yeah. just, you know, just you're just laying the groundwork for um, people to be able to chime to to to, le- to learn from local business owners, yep. entrepreneurs, yeah. politicians like Josh, because um, you're a politician. Exactly. And I don't like to say it like yeah. that. But but no, I'll go back the exposure that you're. Giving you, I just saw a list of people that you had on, and yeah. that's yeah, that's um, we've, and we've got we're, we're booked out to almost February, yeah, so. that's great. great. Talking about local yeah. stuff and people doing really cool things in our community yeah. that otherwise people may not know about, yeah. or they mm-hmm. may know a little bit about, a little bit about, but they don't know the story behind it. I, yep. There's a lot of value in that. Zach and I have a lot of like we'll talk after podcasts and stuff, and we'll sit here and have a few beers. Usually, getting he gets everything ready to get out, and I've told it like I. 
I never knew Jose Nuno before mm-hmm. we had our conversation with him. Uh, I didn't know anything about Sam. I'd never met Sam before. Didn't know anything yeah. about him going to Worlds, being a yeah. state record holder. That's stuff that's right here in Norfolk, yeah. in Northeast Nebraska. I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, we talked about, like, it's my parents, so I know. But my dad's been to Brazil on a trade mission. My dad was in the U.K., uh, or all over Europe during uh, bovine spongiform encephalopathy, mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a lot of people in this world that we can, or in this area that we can talk to that have yeah. a national reach. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so we're really, it, inter- I love International, it. not that this, this is a pitch, but yeah, I was driving yeah, by Orphan Grain Train. I was just looking at they're adding, you know, that volunteer service center. Yeah. That's an organization, a nonprofit that has, right. like, 13 full-time staff. They do stuff all over the yeah, world. Right. It's incredible, and it's headquartered right here in downtown Norfolk. Right, Jose's it's, interview was really good, and um, it's better than Abe's. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of Abe talking <laughs> yeah. about it. Oh, I, I, you shots so, fired! So, <laughs> tear it down. I will. I will say he's on his way here. Now. <laughs> he, probably My, he probably is. Yeah. My favorite interview is Jose's, just because yeah. it was very, very informative. It was. You know? And I, I and I was talk all about an entrepreneur, right? Right. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Wow, taking on the max downtown. Yep, it's a big project. Yep, that's something. He's going to be a recurring guest. We've got things lined up yeah, with him. He's, so. I mean, any update he can provide. Wow, yeah. I've walked through that building. I'll tell you, it, it was scary, and I had no interest in, in being a part of it. But it, it was, it was interesting. I was scared to insure it. So <laughs> you do, you still do. Yeah. I'd be scared well, too. Maybe not anymore. I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, there was that gaps, was stupid gaps in the foundation. You know that like yeah. babies could crawl through. So like it was. Um, Here we go. Now I'm in trouble. Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he appreciates you saying. I hope I don't insure it. Anymore. Oh yeah, he used oh, yeah. to insure it. <laughs> but now, if I was you, I would not. Yeah. But I love, yeah, yeah. I love Jose's vision. Yeah. Um. We we've talked a lot about this about this property. Um. He has some he has some challenges for yeah. sure. His zoning is one of them. And, you know, mayor can talk about that too, if he wants to, but, and, and, but there's a lot of, you know, there's with what he does with that property, whatever it is, it's very, um, it's very intriguing because that area of town is with brushes, new streets is going to be the next destination. Well, that's what he, that's what he said. He he got, he was getting FOMO from fear fear of missing out for not being downtown. And that was the only thing he he could get his hands on. So, well, you look at what. What's happened with Third Street and the student housing there, right. and then That's kind of there'll be more out. development along that riverfront. So it's 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 actually a pretty good location to be, I think. I and, and he's a creative guy. I mean, we've talked about so creative. He's got it's a, crazy a, a kind of tiny home vision. We about a year and a half ago, City Council adopted a, uh, a zoning district specifically for tiny homes, recognizing that the market trend for housing is smaller units in higher density setting right. across the board for younger people and for re- retirees. And so we wanted to have uh, the regulatory framework framework in place um, when that comes, which is, we've been trying to find the right developer to do that. I think there's a lot of promise for that kind of idea in right. infill development. It's a guy like Jose that gets that, I think, and, and, and uh, we want to help developers act on that because I think it does help some part of our affordable housing. Uh, I'll definitely problem. give you guys immense credit. Uh, credit and everybody before you and everything my grandpa had a doctor's office right there on uh on norfolk avenue or an eye doctor but i mean it was nothing when i was my whole life and it was kind of run down and uh, norfolk avenue was always run down we used to cruise maine and there was nothing on maine when we cruised maine back in the day and now it's like 
yeah, you don't cruise it, but it's, I mean, it is a place and it is fun to go. And yeah, I, I don't really go to the bars anywhere. If I go out, if I go to eat, it's basically downtown. And that has nothing against any other bars. No. Just want to make sure I say that. Right, right, right. No. Right. No, because we have some, there's some great bars in Norfolk. We have right. a lot of history. Right. Um, we got a little flack before, so I just want to make sure yeah, I preface yeah, gotcha, it with that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, being But like, I tell being people we do have um, an, out, an outdoor mall. It's called Downtown, just because of the density. There's, right. you know, DNA, Downtown Network Association put out numbers the other day. It was, I think there's almost 20 restaurants, uh, 20 boutiques, Lots 15 restaurants. Well, let, let me ask you this, Zach. Yeah. You yeah. got flack. Did you tell them to F off? Yes. <laughs> basically, basically. Basically. Thank you. I would say anyone, I basically said that. Anybody basically. who wants he to handle it better than I did. Anybody who wants to control your content me. can go F off. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We're good. I mean, that's that's that's, that, that's just Bob Iger. Go fuck yeah, yourself. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't <laughs> I, uh, I I handled it well, but yeah, I I, I mean did, be, yeah. be professional. Yeah. But at the end of the end of the day. I just said I'm not know? I'm not we're not gonna watch what we say. If something right. comes across the wrong way to you, I was like, I, I don't we don't care. I guess except, is what I'm saying. Except the fact we didn't say anything you know, bad and, about you. Yeah, absolutely. If we it wasn't mentioned a direct you know, yeah. direct determinant to you, then who cares? Right. So, you know, we've had this conversation too. Anybody trying to control content, exactly, F off. exactly, stop. just exactly. stop. And we never will let that happen. We said, even if we ever get big, like we'll we'll turn down any yeah. kind of money to be able to still do what yep. we're. And that's how you actually do. probably grow. Yeah. You know, to be honest, right? Anyone who wants to control your content should. We know. haven't. Uh, on both podcasts, we've never edited a single thing. Yeah, we Just haven't touched. Uh, really? Yeah. Send, nope. send everything Not out. yet. Anyway. I dropped the F-bomb. Like That's the beauty of these things, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's you can say fuck, yeah. Andrew. It's if, okay. I just don't want to say it now. <laughs> well, now. Well, you have to. Now we kind of want to. Say all you want. <laughs> fuck Green Bay Packers. There you go. Oh. 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 We might have to bleep Green Bay Packers. I'm sure that'll get into this. Well. Interesting choice, and all just the, kidding. In, in the entire context of things that you could have said the word "fuck," and you you went with. Green I'm, I'm, I'm hammering fans. You guys don't understand the relationship <laughs> okay. we've had and okay. the bullshit I've dealt with over many years of Sundays and Saturdays, rooting with him. Huskers are great, right? We win nine games, fire the coach. Sunday we hang out, and it's just he's an, he's an irrational Packers fan. Oh my god, irrational. We used to, we used to play. Um, Video games. He was, oh, I love the Lakers, but hate LeBron. So it's just like <laughs> all of these things. It's just, I hate Vance. There's nothing. See, here's, but now you're seeing why we started the podcast yeah. in the first place. No, see? I know. The other, know the other podcast we yeah. have is just him and I fighting back and forth. <laughs> and that's, that's, I have some knowledge there, both of you. So, so did um, you guys grow up together? Like all three of you. I wouldn't say grew you? up no, together, but no. we've known each other for over, probably around the same time. Yeah, probably. You know, he and I lived. Two blocks away from each other, and right around two thousand. I've known you longer than him, but oh, I met you. I met him at Big Red, yeah. and I knew you before yeah. that. But and I've known him longer. Well, yeah. you, I okay. knew you before so, I knew Zach. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't yeah. know each other as kids. Like, no, 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 no. no. But it's, but I mean, like you know, gosh, Vance is great, but I will tell you, his Sunday <laughs> antics are bullshit. Oh my god! Because he'll he'll walk into your living room at eleven a.m. after a long Husker Saturday, case of beer. He'll have like, like a jersey on and a backup jersey underneath it <laughs> when he pukes on himself. You know, so. I've never done that. So well, I, made, I maybe made that up. But, <laughs> but it was just, it's been great. I, I love both these guys. You know, I think and, you need to calm down with my Packers. It's been a rough year for me. This that's is new why to I'm me. hammering it. This that's is very new. I'm, I don't like it. Yeah, Jordan loves good. <laughs> 
are we, uh, are we okay with Vikings, <laughs> taking a quick pause here? You good with yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then we'll get into some more stuff. Get it. All right, we're back. We all really had to kind of pee there for a minute. Um, <clears throat> so, Josh, Johnson's Park updates. Yes. Can you give the viewer or the listeners a little bit of, because there were some grants involved with that too, right? There were, yeah. Can you explain some of that to the listeners? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said previously, the the total budget on that, um, is if you break it down, did that include the the bridge and everything too, or was it, was that all separate? No, nope, the bridge part of that. Bridge part okay, of that. Okay, so I apologize. So maybe when, I should have talked about this before. Yeah, so yeah. my apologies. When you look at that, um, again, a third, a third, and a third. So a third was a was infrastructure money that okay. uh, the, the city had budgeted for. Uh, through a capital improvement program to replace that bridge, which was getting to be near the end of its useful life okay. anyway, right? So, and you remember that spillway, spillway all the, right. the concrete was deteriorating. It was just right. an unsafe right. uh, atmosphere. So I should have brought this up then. I'm sorry. I no, no, that's, we're, that's we're okay. Rehashing. I, I kind of jumped into it. Um, and uh, so capital improvement program, then chaff, what they're called chaff dollars, a city highway allocation funds from the state of Nebraska based on gas tax. It's all distributed back to cities. And so we save that up for certain big projects that we know we're taking on, including this one. So that was about a third of the total budget for that project, the infrastructure around First Street. Um, As I mentioned before, the roundabout that was put in, that was originally part of the Brosh reconstruction. So that had money designated to it from Brosh, right? Um, and then there was u- utility uh, reconstruction that had to happen. There's a, yep. a lot of drainage problems, uh, issues down there. Um, so that all got fixed. Then a third of it will uh, is paid for by state grants. Um, so one's a tourism grant in the tune of like half a million dollars. Another one's a state um, CCCFF. Don't ask me to give the, explain out the acronym there. But it's it's for community c- uh, civic center development type projects. Um, and then uh, a partnership with the local NRD, Lower Elkhorn uh, Natural Resource District. That all, excuse me, that all totals to be about $5 million. Um then the next five billion dollars is about is private fundraising. So, again, um, for that project as a whole, uh, no no taxes have have been required to be increased. We've been able to budget for it. We went out and were aggressive about um, seeking grants and and creating partnerships to get it done. And I think all said and done, it's going to be much better than what was there before, right? Yeah. What, what you had before was an unsafe, kind of sketchy, like nobody went down there. Yep. Um, now it'll be open. It'll be free to the public. People can use it for fishing, kayaking, tubing. Johnson Park will be renovated. That uh, that was another big state grant that we got earlier this year to do the final touches on Johnson Park. There'll be an amphitheater in the park. And that was specifically for that. For right? that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I give credit to Senator Robert uh, Dover, who um, really advocated for us and worked with uh, Senators in Lincoln to get some of that money. A lot of that money, that's a fraction of the money right. that went to Lincoln and Omaha. Um, what That portion got put in a um, provision of state law that 80-some million dollars went to Lincoln to find identify a second water source. We got $2 million out of that um, yeah. to, go, to help... Uh, Redevelop Johnson Park in the riverfront. So, um, amphitheater in Johnson Park, nature playground, 
sports courts, ice rink, water feature, splash pad. It'll be a really nice addition to park space in that part of town. I would agree. So Josh <clears throat> outlawed ten million that was non-taxed. Yeah, right. Correct. So, so you know, a lot of individuals say run the city like a business. Right. Well, I'll tell you right now, as a business owner, if I was given two thirds or three fourths of a cost of a project by any means, right? Grants, loans, anything. It's hard to get a loan sometimes for a business. Yeah. Little alone, you know. Uh, donations <clears throat> you say yes at all at all costs what this will do for our community given what was given to us it's a no-brainer there's no one in the world in any capacity who would say let's not do it right and so i think that's important and maybe we talked about this a little bit last time but you know run the city like a business yeah and this is cities I, have debt, they have loan, lines of credit. Okay. Right. I would add to that that this is not just, you know, yeah, we're making a river usable for kayaking and tubing and all that. That's nice. This is about economic development. This is like tourism. You you look at these projects throughout the country. This is very unique in that um you have this kind of park in the Midwest. We we you know this goes back six years. We talked about planning on some of right. these projects. They don't happen overnight. Like I, I just had a Facebook reminder today. The first public meeting about all of this, about Johnson Park yeah. the Riverfront, was six years ago wow. today. Six years ago, um, and that's where we started. We we contracted with a firm out of Colorado that does these projects. Wherever they're done, they bring people from around the country right. to come experience them. This whole river enthusiasts, kayakers, it's a whole subculture. I don't think we even understand right now the the impact that this might have for tourism. No, Jose talked no about idea. that too. Yeah. So I, I do have a question on that. I'm, uh, and it's just, uh, I don't really know. So like Oklahoma City's got a, a, some, mm -hmm. a version of this, but that's kind of controlled. Like you, you pay to go down it, that type of stuff. Yeah. But, the as far as I know in the state of Nebraska, river access for recreational use. As long as you have a, a you can access the river and you can get off on non private land, everything is good. You can't really charge for yeah. anything right. other than renting kayaks and tubes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is free. Same this thing, is, it'll be free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we have the is that landing up by first street, is that a Norfolk landing there's, or is that there's some public land there. Okay. Yep. So mm -hmm. that is a so public that landing. Access public land, the takeout in South in South Norfolk near the North Park development. That that's public okay. land as well. So And it's for anybody to go down. And it's not gonna be controlled by one person or nope, no, okay. no, no, no. Nope. Right. Yeah. There's some mis and the reason I'm asking that, is right. because yep. uh, mm -hmm. North Fork Outfitters right, has been right, right. a big proponent of this, and I know that sure. there's a lot of people out there really worried that, yeah. like, he's going to control everything that he's getting. Yeah. A, this is, and this is a question that yeah, I know there's. Yeah. This is a city constructed and operated project. Yeah. In fact, the city um, controls how much flow comes into the North Fork because yep. it's a gated system. Yep. Going back to the flood control project that was put in the '60s, and so. Yeah, yeah, it is, um, and that was a discussion back with the NRD. The NRD, this, this, this actually is wasn't, this isn't a new idea. Yeah. The NRD, um, Laura Elkhorn, in the 70s, uh, did, a, did a, a study and made a plan for redevelopment of the North Fork of the Elkhorn River that called for, like, a linear park throughout yeah. North Fork, and we're finally just getting to that. We're just doing it piece by piece. So, so yeah. where's, where's the exit? 
Uh, so that Nor Park development, so you know, Nucor uh, Detailing Center, yep. uh, they're back behind there where there's that new housing development, newer yep. housing development. Um, there, as part of that development, some of that land was designated to the city for park for space. landing, park yeah, space. And, gotcha. Yep. So, so, and that's another unique th- uh, uh, thing about this project. You can put in north of town, north 4th Street, float for about an hour, hour 15 minutes. You have that whitewater park and then keep going for another. So you got almost a three-hour float with all of that stuff in the middle. And, oh, by the way, you know, downtown Norfolk with res- restaurants and bars and all that stuff. So so with the amphitheater, there's, is there going to be like live performances out there? That's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, concerts. A lot. Festivals. Right. You know, and that, that's kind I'd, of a, I'd love to see Oktoberfest there, actually. That'd be a huge That's kind of what I was amazing thing. wondering. So now obviously a lot of listeners may not know future developments down there, right? Um the old Alco building in that area. Yeah. Um was earmarked for some changes this next year, right? And then things kind of fell through. There's a develop so I mentioned the developer earlier that is comparing, you know, downtown spaces in Nebraska. He's part of the group that's looking at purchasing that and redeveloping it. It, it Mixed use. So mixed use, some residential uh, entertainment district, kind of a boardwalk of sorts overlooking the river, and then some commercial office space. That would work well with downtown. Yeah, right. right. And, yeah, these guys uh, that are interested in it, uh, from what I've seen, really want to do it the right way and make it mesh well with what's already existing. There's a lot of space there. There is, yeah. Yeah, so, it could be another building block for right. for what's going on downtown. Another so. question we talked about. Uh, <clears throat> so we, the money to for the initial upfront, that's all taken care of, and I get that. Uh, what about long term long term upkeep? Is there is there money in the budget? Is that extra in there? Is that in the parks budget? How is that getting taken care of? Is that grant money? That it, that'll that'll be parks. So, I mean, with something like this, yes, there's. Uh, significant improvements and renovations to Johnson Park and that will that will mean some more maintenance. Yep. Um but that's that's kind of naturally inherited. Well I was talking more on the river, river side than the river once it's put in, I mean that those structures clean are built to last. Okay. Yeah, I right, just right. it's curious on my, the, yeah, my yeah, side of it. Yeah. Once once it's put in there's there's really not um a lot to do. We're gonna be really focused on the safety part of it. We want to make sure, especially at the front end encouraging people to wear life fast all you know as they go it's free right and but, is it uh <clears throat> okay oh yeah okay that's what i was gonna but, get but out operation of upkeep on the river itself probably not a lot there gotcha. on, with, with some of the new stuff coming in johnson park a little a little bit more but that's to be expected with a growing parks uh and rec department this is going to come from my insurance background so does that change any of the liability for the city like do you have to get is it an enter at your own enter, risk? Yeah, enter at your own risk. Just gotcha. yeah, just like any of our other parks, like would be if you're, you know. And uh, there's a uh, break, gotcha. breaks our arm on a playground right. or something. Right, you know? right. So kind of like, uh, and I use the Niobrara, uh River up by Valentine mm-hmm. as an example with multiple outfitters. Is there the ability for multiple outfitters to do this oh, if sure. they want to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's bid all, it or whatever. You yep, you yep. just take your people wherever you need to take them. So beauty and of America, right? The, Anybody yeah. can yeah, yeah come in and yeah. Um, <clears throat> if they see a, if they see a market opportunity, try to seize it. Okay, yeah. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have something to say? Nope. Oh, <laughs> you you no. I, I mean, I do, but it's you know, so it's obviously much smaller. Oh, it's than, way smaller. You know, so yeah. I mean, the, the I guess the you know the questions I've had 
from constituents or is um, what you're asking kind of is, is it just one person who's involved with this? It's not. Um, but there will be probably some kind of, you know, question of where you can drop in and where you can't drop in, right? I mean, because there is some private property along. You can't, in the state of Nebraska, you cannot drop in on private only right. unless it's your private land. Right. And, you, the, and, 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 and that's your business. Yeah. There's two right. points that we mentioned are, are public. That's as long as it's public. And, and, so it has to be at those two spots. So, so multiple outfitters, yes, um, on the same parcels. Unless somebody had a, I mean, you can. In between. You can work that. Right. I mean, you can buy access yeah. from somebody that's private land. That, mm. I mean, that's kind of how that works. But, um, yeah. In the state of Nebraska, pretty mm. much anywhere. As There'll long be as another know. access to at Winter Park. Yeah. Um, right. For, for Which people one's just Winter want, Park? Winter Park's uh, down there North across from the, the high library. school. The, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And so if you just want to, if you jump just in interested quick. in doing the half white water, the falls, yeah. right? Yeah. How does um, open container work on the river? Good question. <laughs> well, oh, no, we actually, can, we, there's, um, I, I think similar to like Niobrara, right? I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's a waterway, it's a public yep. waterway. And, and so I, I don't think the city, uh, has any kind of regulation on that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be respectful of the, right. Of the waterways and also of your landing spots. No yeah. throwing cans, no throwing, throwing right. 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 You know, and so that, that'll be a, a topic. There'll be some education It'll come up. Yep. and yeah. all that. Take care of the river that you're Yeah, I mean, don't enjoy. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah. that's a natural waterways thing. And that's in lakes and everything. I as long as it's not controlled be, by the state, you're allowed to. Right. There right. might be some, you know, outfitters might have some regulations where no bottles, no glass. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, kind of a normal thing. Right, yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no glass. Um, but it's been it's been weird because as we talk about this this whole waterway, just the last couple of days I've driven over it and walked by it so many times, seeing that water rush over the rocks, really cool, really neat, yeah. and it's it's going to be a very unique experience and and, and it should be respected, right? I mean, you yeah. should be right. I, I love the experience, but respect you know the, the nature around you. So I think people will take that in consideration. What, so what I liked about the project from the beginning is it goes back to Norfolk's history. This is the waterway that gave the community life in the first right. place. Right. Yeah. I mean the, the mill the, the German started it basically. settlers who who scouted this area yeah. set up camp there. Yeah. And, right. And said, hey, this is this looks like home. We're gonna yep. call it home. And then it, as rivers do, they have evolving roles in a community. It got to after uh, the initial startup of the community and the dam that was put there to, to power the flour mill, um, eventually flooding yep, became flooding a problem, an issue, right? Yeah. Um, and the Native Americans at the time said, hey, offered some friendly advice to the Germans, <laughs> said, you know, it floods a lot. You may not want to, you right. may not want to set up there. Typical ger- stubborn German fashion, yeah, right. like hold our beers, right? Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, but, but it did. And so from the 1860s and 1960s, there's 12 major floods. Um, and during that time, the, the river got to be seen more as a liability right. than an asset. But now, since the late 60s, that flood control project, now it's all flood controlled. Let's turn it back into an asset. Yeah, right. you know that that can help the community grow, and it's so to me, it's one of those back to the future projects where we're, we're making the North Fork relevant again to the community. I like that. The other thing I want to go back to is roundabouts. Andrew <laughs> and I talked about that. <laughs> I have no problem with them. 
He's whatsoever. The, he, Josh but, is the king of them. But it's kind of a it's kind of a taboo word in town. Uh, I think it's, in my opinion, it slows down traffic and has less accidents. Yeah. And when you see things on social media, they're like, "Oh, I wonder when the next accident's going to happen here." And I'm like, probably way less than there was, except for like a spill with pigs. I mean, right? There hasn't well, been a whole lot. That is know? that's my own, and I've I've. Per, been pretty vocal on that that's the only roundabout i don't like is the one on 275 i think it's yeah. i understand yeah you got to be smarter about that's, about that's, slowing that's down that's conserved a lot of wrecks <sighs> but it is he, a he's huge worried about there were section before yeah. tons of wrecks but I, yes, I, I think that. i think actually the ndod ndot could do a better job marking yeah. the incoming to that yeah. is like slow down you know especially for truckers um but yeah i mean statistically there are fewer accidents. I agree. Um, it speeds they're, me. They're up. more efficient. The traffic moves more efficiently. It speeds you up. I, roundabouts are way faster. Oh, I, I thought, I thought yeah. you meant it like you sped up to them. My, my my question is, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen my car? <laughs> yes, I do. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead, Josh. My question with roundabouts: who who enjoys stopping at stop lights? I hate or, it. Or, so like, know, or just hate, waiting. But I know? will say the worst thing that'll make me matter than anything is somebody not knowing how to run a roundabout yeah. and that. Screws up my timing. Is, Which that, we got po- is that possible? Yeah, we, oh we, have, we have enough here yes. in town that people should understand how they work. <laughs> if, you, um, if you're stopping in the middle of a roundabout, yeah. I'm gonna lose yeah. my mind. Yeah. Who stops in a roundabout? It's you called cl- a roundabout. A lot oh of people God. do. <laughs> you clearly uh, don't drive through roundabouts. Carousels don't stop. It's not everybody. You know, I, but for uh, for all of the um, you know. Uh, Concerns about the apocalypse <laughs> happening with the first street roundabout. Um, I've gone down there it during there's, there's during rush hour, and I'm yeah. making quote marks right now. Rush hour, and that thing, that thing is function. Like, believe it or not, there's no congestion, there's no backups back to the railroad tracks. I sat and watched it one morning for 30 minutes. It was will, a waste of 30 minutes. I will say that one. That one's really good for the pedestrians. The 25th. In third in uh, Benjamin roundabout yeah. needs some visibility. Yeah, there, there's some uh, challenges yeah. there for sure. Yeah. That is my favorite. It's, one. it's a hill. It's, yeah, it's, it's massive. I like that one. It's just a visibility for pedestrians is my uh, yeah. problem with that one. Yeah, but roundabouts in general, I'm totally fine with. But it, you know, that's another thing. Traffic calming is is a good thing, especially in high trafficked um, pedestrian areas, like we thought. First and, yeah. and Brosh could be right, yeah. and it's another reason we went from signals downtown on Norfolk Avenue on Second and Third to stop signs, four way stops. I was going to ask that too. So, what was the what was the mindset on that one? Yeah, um, really, the traffic counts on Norfolk Avenue really never really justified signals there. Um, stops, four way stops, um, cause people to go slower motorists to go slower pay more them? attention to their surroundings uh, yes uh there are plans in the work to convert um fourth and uh fifth uh, to four-way stops i don't well. blame you yeah yeah i mean if you look at it look at look at like lincoln haymarket Omaha old market it, it's four-way stops they're not All signals four-way there. Stops on there because and it's it's good for pedestrians it it increases uh, the safety environment for pedestrians. Light, yeah. People have to. You, the car is going to go. One of the surprising things when we did those conversions on second and third, we had members of the blind community here in Norfolk come in and say, "Yes, we support this because we know we always have the right of way right. at four way stops. Right. Sometimes those, you know, at signals, those uh, the, warnings don't work. The right. buttons don't work. You know, like I took it's a guesswork. 
I took a trip, a school trip in high school to New York City, and the tour guide was saying, "If that light changes, get the fuck out of the way because the yeah. taxis are going to run you over." Yeah. Have, have we? <clears throat> Andrew and I talked about lighting the last time he was on here. Have we discussed any more about lighting? Not just downtown, but just in general through town for pedestrians. Downtown for sure, because mm-hmm. um, like Seventh, right there by Black Cow mm-hmm. is kind of dark. Yeah. It's dark a lot of places. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot, you know. Look at the one. Oh, so Ward Four is the only <coughs> ward that has one way streets, and that's yep. second through what fifth. Yeah, yeah fifth. So, fifth, yeah. So you know that's a challenge too because the lighting sucks, mm-hmm. and cars still unbelievably go the wrong way. Yeah. Um, still to this day, huh? Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, and that's one thing we talk about with Captain Miller too about. You know, changing. Um, we started changing. You know, speed limits, and one ways are a challenge. And I'm not sure speed why speed limits aren't really going to help. I don't think, in my opinion. No, and and so you know those those streets that are one ways in Norfolk, I'm not sure why they are anymore. Yeah. Maybe well, they we par- parking. My understanding originally they were put in as one ways uh, when the the city had streetcars, electricity cars. Street oh, cars. really? Yeah. Well, it, it's, oh. it's 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 just a t- it's kind of, yeah yeah so all the way to South Norfolk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Norfolk Junction, uh, but yeah, so I think uh, that that's something we should probably. And I mean, it's 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 it doesn't work. And the only reason I bring up the lights on on seventh there is because it was I think it was last winter. I I it wasn't me, but somebody ahead of me. There was a cop right there, but somebody there was a guy on a bike trying to get through with the snow, and somebody tried to go, and the guy fell, and they just kept going, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I got out and helped him, and I'm like. Maybe and maybe light wouldn't have helped. Maybe the guy wasn't I paying think attention. That's a cultural issue. Yeah, more than. But it, it is dark right there. It is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, there's been different discussions about uh, how you enhance lighting uh, down there. We've talked about some of the festoon lighting. Sometimes you'll see over the street lighting. Um, so what? Can it, you explain that? Um, oftentimes it's more uh, decorative, right? Like right, it, but it lights but it, up it more light, in the area. Yes, right, right. So we've talked about that at intersections downtown. Um, that could help. Um, there's some conversions. I think, I think all of those are LED downtown. Um, I'm not sure, but finding finding brighter uh, uh, lights um, generally uh, uh, for street lighting uh, in those areas, I think, is something we can look at. But yeah, there's there's yeah there's discussions in the works on that. Those one way as though they're just not ideal. You know what I mean? And and and, I get you. and, and more calls. I mean, I, essentially in Ward Four. Do you know a guy on the city council that can start working know. on that? I don't know who that is. Um, I'm not even sure who the, ward, who the Ward Four. <laughs> yeah, it's Thad Mirren. Is. Do we know who yeah. we need to talk to? Yeah. It's Thad Mirren. Um, <laughs> so uh, and then and then secondary is Josh Moaning. So I think you know just in general, I, I've watched them. We got a lot of calls. I mean, people do sneak in alleys and go there. Vance, we probably did it. Oh, can you, can you explain what, what yeah. are you talking about? So, because you, you, you can go midway through an alley, right? Yeah. And hit up into a driveway, half a block. Yeah. Wrong direction. Yeah. Um, I've done it myself. I'm not gonna say I haven't done it. We did. Um, I mean, in, yeah, back in the that's day, that's what we did. We I mean, did it all the so time. So you're saying it, get rid of all the one ways? I, mean, I think there's, there's, there's just there's just no use for them. You know, there's just. I would agree. I, I always hate just, when I come confusing. up to one and I'm like, oh, really? I got only. And when you see a car who doesn't know, 
and they're coming yeah. at you, right. it's scary. Right. You know I've, never, I mean? so, I've never had that. But it's a parking issue, you right? You've, no, 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 it's not parking. It, it, there, there's plenty of space to, for those those streets to be turned into two way. Right. I've never, I've never. He's gonna park on one side, but they already yeah, park on one side. They already park on one yeah. side. I've never had anybody uh, come close. The only thing I would have an argument or well, play, actually, de- no, play no, devil's it's, devil's it's, advocate. It's, it's the sixth street. Now that you you start talking so about, so I, I avoid the one way. We used to play football on the street. Oh yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. And then yeah, the only thing that uh, kind of worries me, or I play devil's advocate with, is obviously there's people that live there and have lived there forever, and they're they're used to it, and maybe they would. And that goes back into change, but I mean they deserve a voice, and that's kind of maybe yeah. that's a little difficult. Yeah, there should be yeah with any change. <clears> maybe like that, that's why that would be hard for neighborhood input and why it hasn't. I've, changed. I've heard some arguments against converting for at, at least. What uh, were those arguments? With, with the school, Lincoln Marsway. That there. makes sense. Um, I, I do. That's just that makes that's sense. just one, but um, otherwise, how, how does how does the school? How do you guys handle? school traffic obviously every school is going to want or the parents that go to those schools like i'm always i'm going to keep changing schools as i go so i'm always mm-hmm. going to have an input on the school that i'm going to it's like obviously right now uh, my son's in middle school so <laughs> that's been a a hard mm-hmm. trek with i our, yeah. i obviously know benjamin needed done so i wasn't complaining too yeah. much it was getting out too of, much I didn't complain too much. <laughs> I didn't complain at all. I was going to say, don't, don't say too much. I heard him every say, day. I was going to say, like, someone, you said too much, so that means you complained a little bit. No, too, I'm just too kidding. He's never said anything to me. No, the Vance, oh, he's so Vance never said anything to me. I've bit my tongue a lot because I, I knew it needed done. And I yeah. it. He called me better, every morning, does, every noon. Doesn't it work noon. better now, though? Doesn't it work better? No. Not, it doesn't look Look better, oh, look feel better. better look, looks way better. As soon as, I'll give you my full opinion as soon as as soon it's fully open. My it's problem closer. is getting yeah. out of the school. Yeah. So, like, when I drop my son off, then I have to go back through the, which is, that was a great addition, was the, the called spillway mm. between the Y and the field mm-hmm. to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we have to go through the neighborhood, which is fine. Not if you buy a helicopter. <laughs> You fucking buy me one then. I'm doing it now. He's, he's on the way. I mean, I'm a once, problem solver. If here. somebody comes, <laughs> if we, somebody buys pedal the therapy on this podcast, and, at this and, point. I, and I guess the 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 people that were complaining were the were the, were the neighborhood people. Zach didn't smile. He just kept going. Well, I told you, I, I try to keep the thing going. <laughs> it's somebody has to be referee. Buy a helicopter. And he said, oh, I'm just gonna so, get away. Some, I said, go buy one. <laughs> somebody's got to be straight, man. Yeah, you're right. That's true. But the keep neighborhood going. there on Third Street. <laughs> Over by the middle school, I don't. I don't think always likes the traffic. And then yeah. you got people trying to cut the traffic, taking what would that be Second Street? So you got people going down Second and Third, and then trying to fight to get onto Elm or Prospect. I'm not sure what would that be, but between the library and the tennis courts. Elm, yeah, yeah. So getting on Elm is a is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 was my only complaint. But again, I think it all needed to be done. So. Yeah, that's what it is. That yeah, that street was a mess. Like there was yeah, I mean, it was no time. Yeah, yeah. Right. and so you know, so was Brosh. You know, let's not for, let's not forget, Brosh was like driving through a field. I mean, it was boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. and so it, 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 you it's know, nice. he, and that's that's something like it gets. This isn't sexy stuff to talk about, but. We didn't it's have sexy, in, Josh. In, infrastructure <laughs> and we tr- make infrastructure sexy in one way or another. Um, <laughs> but we did not have uh, hardly any standards at all for street construction when we came into this. 
And into what? So okay, so um, a new public works director uh, looking at. Things as they had been done, and so you're no, talking you coming no, into being mayor, no, knowing okay. that we had to do a little bit better in how we built streets to last, okay, gotcha. right? Um, because water is a cancer to streets. If it if it sits anywhere, right. and it's going to be on there. It, it's going to wear down and the repair streets. repair and jobs. So, and so, what I'm talking about standards. There was no gradient. There was no sl- right. sloping standards for building streets. Subgrade. So so waters water was just sitting on these streets. Plus, in addition to that, there was no real requirements for subgrade right. underneath right. the streets. So it was just a recipe for disaster. So small repair jobs are going to cost us any more. Is what we're trying to get at than these big jobs that we're doing now. Is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't build these streets to last, you're just going to be like it's right. a never-ending cycle right. of just trying to keep your head above water. Right. Yeah. I would suggest taking the Norfolk 101 and 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 visiting with Will Elwell from the Streets Department. Holy cow! Amazing guy. How many I'm, people are doing that, by the way? There was what 15 that graduated last time. 15. 101? Yeah. yeah. Um, In a city of 25,000? Right. No, yeah. yeah. No, it should be more. But, high, but per, high I'm percentage. Not, I'm not sure if they can even handle more. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that's, that's a, I mean, if you wanted to really educate. Well, if you get 100 people to sign up, then you just, you'll figure it yeah, out, right? I mean, you have to. Yeah, sure. Um, but, you know, what Will's approach to things, you know, we, we, we've jetted out our sewer system. I think it was six tons of debris. Yeah. It's, um, and that, and and that's never been done in the history of the city of Norfolk. Right. And so and a standard maintenance stuff. And yeah. it, it, it goes it's back amazing. to that being open to yeah. Change. new ideas, yeah, new, new ways of doing things. And and we we hired from the outside. Not not to say that it, it never pays to you know um hire from within, but we strategically went out and tried to find people who had exposure and experience <clears throat> in other parts of the country and Which bring that good. bring that here in a new new set of eyes mm-hmm. and a fresh perspective and i think it's paid off in yeah. a lot of ways i mean go enroll in Norfolk 101 let's 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 Will, get it Will's let's, from the minneapolis yeah. area Will, like, yeah so will's amazing so the snow yeah. removal process Jeez, it's, completely it's, it's night and day change yeah it, Based know, on his experience, yeah, and, and and so like you know, we you know one thing I learned from Will with this whole process of snow removal is the product was laid down on the streets. It's set in our sewer system, right? Now it's not, you know, and then now now he's he's you know, we're jetting out sewers, new product, new ideas that came in. It, it's it's night and day what they're doing. Oh, and so Vance and I will go go take the class, and then we'll get Will on here. <laughs> oh my there you gosh. Go. That'd be, yeah. I'm telling you, I did, you took about two hours with me and Josh. It'd be three hours with Will. Well, so we're, I, we're probably going to get there here, but. Well, yeah. I, well I, I went to Will, with Will for an hour, you know, me and Justin Webb as a new councilman went and, and visited with him. And it was a two hour tour of three buildings. You know what I mean? He, he His knowledge is insane. See, so people like that would be really good to get on here. Yeah. Absolutely. And just his, his knowledge of, he's from Minnesota. They have snow right now. We have right. no snow. You know what right. I mean? So you should get Steve Ramos on here. Oh, he's on my list. I have, whole, I have a whole list Nate, of people. Nate Powell, or Parks Rex director. Yeah. 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 yeah four hours well, for Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you. Listen, we, we can do three. We went three hours with Vance's parents. I'm willing to go as long as people. With no, was, no Patron. But with no Patron. Jesus. Have you and, met Van? And, but, but people are listening. So like we've had we have 84 listens to that three hour podcast. Like right. I'm not I'm not 
worried about going too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as the information's still, which is relevant, what which is what I'm sitting here for. Make sure the information is still relevant. Sure. Um, I'm trying to make it irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> we got okay. A, we got a holiday party. To go to. We do. We do. We do. What time you got to go? It, now we're okay. Now what, other, what other questions? Well, what, well, I like this. Let's let's yeah. Let's, sure? let's, 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 let's let Josh answer. Let's it. make sure we quiet. addressed everything. Well, you what, what, to what talk time about. do you got to get out of here? Before seven. Oh. Uh, oh, I can do that. I can do that easy. Before six thirty. Okay. I, 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 I would. Uh, yeah, I would say fifteen minutes. <laughs> fifteen minutes. Yeah. Can we do? Can we? Uh, okay. Then then you're gonna have to you're gonna just rapid rapid okay. fire. All right. Let's do it. Oh, we're gonna bring you back on again. Okay. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Um, I still got a year. I still got a year. Well, let's. How about this? We'll hit the fifteen minutes. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to bring you back on again. To, I'm not going to get into the questions that I was going to. Some of these that I was going to get into. We'll rehash those. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. Because I think it would take a lot. I wouldn't be able to get the information I want to get out in fifteen minutes. Sure. Does that work? Okay. So we'll just. I'm willing to go into one or two if you want. What do you well, think? Well, I just, I just don't think I was going to go into the vote yes stuff, and I don't think that that's going to take a while. I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could be. So we'll skip minute. that. Uh, how about uh, how about we just go into what I usually close with, and then we'll answer those, and then we'll bring you back on. Does that work? Sounds good. Yeah. You you Sounds cool good. with doing yeah. that? Did yeah. you have a good time to? I did. No, come this back? was cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, first of all, do you have any further political aspirations? I, that's hard to answer. I I don't know. Yes. Were but you I'm not sure. Breaking news is no, no, no. <laughs> Just one. No, nothing in the. In, I'll answer it this way. Nothing in the immediate horizon. Um, my theory on, on this is uh, you, you do well with what's in front of you, and then you know maybe other opportunities come before you. But I don't know what those are at this point. So yeah. What are a few highlights and takeaways for you on the journey as being married at Norfolk? Just a couple mm-hmm. quick. Sure. Um, It's, it's, it's or hard. negatives, however you want to take the yeah, question. Yeah. Um, I mean, the highlights, not to be too general, uh, are going back to like working with other people to get things done that have impact in other in other people's lives. Um, and a lot of it just really does go by. I, keep, I know I sound like a broken record on this, but being open, um, I, I, I think that's kind of the irony here for a long time Norfolk like pride itself in being this conservative place to me conservative means free markets and being open or maybe right. I'm a little more libertarian about it than uh, some other people I wouldn't there's, say there's that. multiple but, multiple yeah. versions yeah. of it. Yeah. but but uh, like creating a space um and a community where uh people feel uh free and open to engage and have some responsibility in making it a better place. You know, um, that to me has been the rewarding part of the job. And again, local government provides that opportunity because because you can do real tangible things that are going to make a difference in a faster process. Right? Yeah, faster process. And I'll, I'll add this too. Um, actually, the World Omaha World Herald re- reporter called me last week. He's doing a story on brain train and how Nebraska's lost people over recent decades, younger people especially. And, you know, Norfolk, we've talked, Andrew and I have talked about this. 
we hear more love for Norfolk outside of Norfolk than right. within Norfolk sometimes right. because people look at us like say, oh, you got this stuff going on. How are you doing it? All, all that. Um, and so this reporter asked, asked me about that. And um, I think we've got a really good story to tell in, in terms of we're doing our own thing. We're trying, we're, we're you know, um, it's unique. Trying to profit off of our uniqueness. It's unique. Yeah. And we're and and because of where we are, we've always had to try a little bit harder, like I said before. And I think that's built a, a entrepreneurial spirit here that you know is embodied by a guy like Andrew. And uh it's it's building, it's all building together to something special, I think. And that's I'm good. excited about that. So I've asked this question to every guest. I know you're you are the mayor of Norfolk, so this is going to be a little different, but it's, it's still it still relates to you. With an election year coming up, how do you feel about where the state of our country is right now, and do you feel that we are being well represented at the federal and state levels? That's interesting. Um, That's the same thing. <laughs> it's tough. It's a it's a hard environment. I, I look at this next year, and I. It could get weird. I hope it doesn't get weird in a way that hurts people. You know? Right. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm not I'm not a big party guy one way or another. You know. That was my next. So I, let me ask you my next question then. Do you feel that the systems that are in place uh, still work in today's time? No. Which means the, no. the two party system. I don't. Can you give your reasons why? No. I, you know, it's it's ironic to me. This country. Um, is great because in in everything we promote competition and innovation in everything, but for politics and government, right? right? Why do we have a why do we have a two party system monopoly still, right? I think there should be more competition. I'm, you know, I I am not. Um, I'm a registered Republican, but I don't feel like a great one today you know like um because what do you, what do you, what do you, there's so many great because that's kind of a it, flawed word too yeah no because it, do, do you feel that you speak for yourself i'm great well Vance <laughs> is a great so, so getting the job well, though, do you, do you let, let like, me see i don't i don't think there's enough i don't think there's enough room for um open some right. open minus for variation yeah. within the parties because i i'm pro i'm strongly pro-life I also believe climate change is real and that we should try to do something about it. Where, where does that put me? You know, right. Right. Like, um, right. Or if you're, if you're gay, I, I, I guess in my opinion too, it's, I'm a conservative Republican. I am pro-life, freedom of speech, carry a gun. We, we talked that a lot on this podcast right. about, but there's certain things that you don't always align with the full party. Yeah, right? exactly. So, but what means, what, but, but what entails the full party? What does that encompass? Right. right? So, that's tough too because, um, you, you know it's it's, you know it's hard to be a, affiliated with somebody that you don't align with completely, right? right. The, the fastest growing political affiliation in the country and in the state of Nebraska is independent, right? Yeah, but it's only for. So you, I want you, you wanted to speak. Yeah, I yeah. kind of uh, I've always my argument to the two, and I'm I feel the same way as you do. I don't think that it's the right way to get rid. I th- I look at it as a different way. Is like I think that the two party system is broken, but not because of two parties. I look at it as a uniparty. The power brokers that be, it's the Democrats and the Republicans that are controlling the power. It's like mm-hmm. 
It's the certain ones. There's 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 good Democrats out there and there's good Republicans out there that are on different sides of the thing but could have a really good conversation and yeah. and come to a compromise. But what happens is the powers that be, they the money, the money. They, they'll the money. fight yeah. the money. They'll yeah. fight a little bit and then they're just going to make the decision. And then both of the other sides are going to get screwed in the end. That's, That's the way I look at you know, it. Right. Because it's really ultimately about acquisition and retention of power. Yes. Right. Right. And, and so it and, kind of goes to and, and terms. Not, not about pragmatically governing. governing yeah. Anything, or or right? just the voters in general. You know, I mean... You know, that that's I think Vance said it well. But it, you know, that's the problem. It's it's if you're not super left or super right, you're in the middle, but you're not independent. There's actually five parties then, really. You're just kind of getting But but screwed. if you lean, so like let's say me. If I were to if if I'm in if I'm middle right, okay, which I would assume kind of where we I all I think kind of we all are there here. Yeah. Well I'm a little more he's probably a little more further I'm, right than we are, but not, I'm not fiscally like, super I'm fiscally I'm super right. Yeah. Um Socially, I could get a little more middle, I guess. But, but us three, I would say we're more right. middle, right? And because we, we believe in the same things, but we also think, well, maybe we can, there's some things we can we can work on. Well, I mean, compromise. Compromise. Right? That's yeah. what I say. But then but then Vance will say, um, if we compromise, then we're, we're giving up too much, right? Uh, to, that's a, the, to an extent. That's it the depends. definition of compromise, yeah. No. I mean, bo- both sides are giving something up. You would you would you hope know, you yeah. would hope right? It hasn't I, I, been, it has debated, not been that. I've debated not, Vance my whole life. I know. Yeah, I'm ready to go right now. So, but no, so I'm my, just kidding. But, but yeah. my <clears throat> thing with it is that is right now with the election going on, the infighting on the Republican side or the Democrat side, they're they're fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think that's why I like the long form podcasting. Like, hey, come on here, speak your issues, but let's not go bash the next candidate. How do you and feel about that? Well, and, uh, yeah. Structurally, I think we need to like uh, reevaluate how we're doing some things. Why? Why do we elect people the way we do in in partisan primaries? So, yeah. you have look look at how we how we do this um, for not legislative races necessarily because it's a top two open primary system, but for our our uh, federal delegation, governor, constitutional offices. You have partisan primaries. So taxpayers are covering the cost of an election basically for a party, for, for one the, party or another. The, right. that, that, yeah. that independent, that a, at least a third of the people are shut out of participating. Right. But if you're independent, how, how you is can that vote fair? in both, don't how, you? Not in the, Republic, not, nope. not in the Republican uh, primary. Oh, you you can't. Republicans shut out independents. But the Democrat, you can't. Democrats do allow in, some, in certain so circumstances. The, so the yeah. issue then becomes what does the... The GOP think of themselves because it if depends you have, on which faction of the GOP you're talking. Well, yeah, because there's two of them, right? Yeah. So that's why I said five there's parties. A, there's, there's five a parties. populist, right? Because there's, there's, the yeah, right, sure. There's, a, there's a, a super, super right. I don't even know. It's the uniparty GOP, and then there's the populist movement in the GOP. And, and I think, well, that's okay, I, sure. I think we would yeah. benefit a little bit by, you know, in, in Europe, there's multiple parties. There's there's challenges and There's criticisms of it, that yeah. of that system too, but ultimately they do then have to form coalitions to actually get anything done. They have to. Right. Uh, they have to so, work what, together. so what's I guess the big <clears throat> question is what's the actual? You know, since we're all Republicans here, what, why are we not seeing things on the same level, right? So why are we not agreeing on everything? And why I don't are we want disagree on everything? Nobody's right, no, 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 but well, and why are we disagreeing on certain <clears throat> things and finding a compromise? That's kind of the way it is. If we continue down this road as, as Republicans, we're going to have a new party 
that's going to be that's going to be reality. Well, it's happening on the other side too. Right. I mean, I mean yeah, you sure, have sure. socialists. That's on why the left I again side. said five parties. There's, yeah. five, there's actually five yeah. parties. Yeah. But no, but not everyone has a voice. And so, and, and so, if there's an if there's an if there's a an issue with two or three items, right, between super right, right, middle, left, super left, there's obviously common ground in some capacity. Well, there always is common ground. So why why can't we as a party figure that out yeah, and I, work I together? And that's what I want to do. It's and just see. watching these debates and and just literally seeing them all it's been, cut each other's it's been throats. Disgusting. Yeah. It's, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've stopped watching every debate. Well, we have to because we cover it on the other podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it anymore. I, I don't. Uh, as, a, as a normal. I've not watched it. I, cl- I do clips. Well, I, clips. I, but you I, clips? I don't, I, and then you talk just, about uh, it? Ultimately, yeah, we, I don't think it's going to matter, do you think? I mean, oh, does it matter? Trump no, it won't matter. Trump it's all money. So again, it's all money. Before, well, before we wrap up, what do you think about Colorado trying to take him off the ballot completely? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I just, I read the headlines today of that. Um, what happened last night? It'll go to the Supreme Court and they'll, get, they'll, they'll shut it, it they'll, down. They'll strike it down. I'm sure. What do you think yeah. about them trying to do it in the first place? Uh, it seems They're like a stretch. Cowards, cowards, steal the election. I'm not saying I'm going to vote for them, but it, I think it's to to take somebody away from. It just, it's not it's about just, him. It's about people want to vote for him. You're not allowing that person to right, vote for that person. Right, it's not right. about Trump. Right, 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 right. Well said, Vance. If you're going to take somebody off the ballot that I want to vote for right. by him not being beaten by somebody, right? Yep, yep, yep. Like, yep. that is my problem. That's that's not what this country, in my opinion, was ever founded on. And we're we're just past, uh, what day is today, the 19th? 20th. 20th. So we're three days past 250, day, 250 years since the Boston Tea Party. Like, yeah. It started, kind of started this thing. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> last question, not political. Where do you see yourself going in the future? And are you enjoying where you are now? And do you see yourself ever leaving Nebraska? Uh, hard question. I know I yeah. I ask these hard questions on this podcast, but yeah, uh, future, um, uh, immediate future. You, you know, like I just, like you said, have another year here. There's a yep. lot of um, projects I want to finish out well, um, and I think Norfolk is. It has a great platform to grow from, uh, so I want to make sure that that's solid. Um, future, personally, um, I mentioned before, my my kids are 15, 13, so that's going to be a priority. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what other opportunities. I'll focus a lot more on business. I've, I've had to find kind of you know, uh, be flexible about ways to make money and pay the bills during this <laughs> right. last few years stretch, uh, having some more time to focus on that. Um, in, in areas where, you know, I, I, I feel good about working in, uh, again, clean energy, clean energy is one of those. And I think this area has, has more or less been pragmatic about that. We have the, you know, Northeast, uh, community college, uh, wind tech program we have a lot of um renewable energy that's been developed around here i think that is an opportunity when you look at the landscape of uh electric the electrification of the transportation sector um nebraska can see that as an opportunity or let it bypass them and not benefit from it but it's still going to happen so yeah i'll probably work more on that it works yeah so we're gonna each count again 
because we, we missed we missed some big some big things. Um, <laughs> we got sidetracked. That's okay. Somebody oh, had to talk about. It, it'll, it'll be a good excuse, excuse yeah. to come it's back. It's good. It'll be a good excuse to come back. I think it'd be good because then we can maybe get some more things and but we the vote yes. We'll talk about a little bit about Sunset Plaza. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about green energy next okay. time. Okay. A little more. That sounds so, good. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Andrew. Enjoyed thanks it. for coming on. Thank you. We will uh, see you guys next time. Great. Thank you.